It's another Sunday, and that means another Sunday morning college radio show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is the Green and White Report right here on WDBM. I am your host, Brendan Shabbat, joined by my co-host, Zach Slowick, as well as Liam Jackson and Matt Merrifield are back in the studio today. Guys, the last time that we did the show, which was seven days ago, a week ago, every Sunday, uh, 11 to 1, um, it was not snowing. It was decent weather. You know, sun was shining. A lot has changed in seven days, and I, I tell you what, I, I got to get something off my chest about, about the weather. I hate the snow. I hate driving in it. I hate waking up, and it's snowing. I don't like the cold. I hate all of it, but we're Michiganders. We live. We adapt. You know, We're used to this. I'm driving around East Lansing yesterday, and... Over the course of the day, in which it snowed yesterday, and it kind of snowed, or, or snowed the day before. Yesterday, it kind of snowed. It was on and off, but it wasn't ever really that bad. Not Never a sustained period of snowfall. I saw two cars at separate times of the day yesterday that slid off the road and into the median. And I'll tell you what, as an experienced snow driver who has slid off the road before multiple times, the roads yesterday were not bad enough to be sliding all over the place. What are these people doing? I mean, well, like, well, like, just slow, just, to, just for go. clarification. Brendan drives an SUV, as does Liam. Not an, not some, a, some of us two door car people. I, the sn- they I don't. drive a two thousand eight Ford Escape. Like this car shouldn't be able to to do well in the snow. But when you're, when because you're I'm not wheel, an idiot, I'm not sliding drive, over the road. It, it is not. I was sideways on Gunson from a complete stop. I did a one eighty. I was turning right, and then my car did a complete turnaround, well, that's, and I was facing that's, the other way. That's Gunson, where the road is not plowed. Never. I saw I saw one on Hagedorn that was plowed, and another, where was that last one? Another one was like on Grand River or something, and this person was just all the way, I don't know, it was on oh, Harrison, Drive. all the way uh, in the median, and I'm like, how did you, like, the roads aren't even that bad. Were you going 60 in the snow for you to slide off? What are we doing? Yeah. Come on, be better. Drive safer. Anyways, we've got a great show to get to. Uh, a couple tough losses for multiple MSU sports this week. Um, a tough loss for the Pistons, too. We'll touch on that. Uh, we're not talking about a game, and I'm sure you Pistons fans know what we're talking about. Uh, and we have a very heated in or out on the way um, that has already been discussed uh, in a WDBM capacity. We're going to go further into it. Uh, that's coming up later in the show at about 12.56. We're going to start, as we do, every single Sunday with Michigan State football. They lost to Indiana yesterday 39-31. to A lot of emotions tied to this loss. Zach and Liam, you guys were covering it. I was watching and listening to the broadcast as well. We'll start with the fan perspective from Matt Merrifield, who was watching this uh, back at home, I believe. I Well, most in, likely from Gunson. No, actually, oddly enough, I watched the first half inside the stadium. I was tricked into going in. Oh, wow. So you braved I, the cold. I, I braved the cold for a half, and I am just shocked because I did leave at halftime. And I got back to my dorm. One of my friends texted me. Like maybe a half hour after I got back, and was like, "What is happening right now?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Like, why? What could have happened?" Because in the first half, other than that opening drive where Indiana started at the 50, they couldn't do anything. Like that offense is bad. And I mean, yeah, they ran for 200 or 300 yards yesterday on Michigan State. But I was like, watching the game yesterday, Michigan State in the first half could do whatever they wanted and could stop anything Indiana did on offense. 
and I don't know what happened in the second half. And there, were, and there was still no reason. They should, should have won that football game. You had plenty of opportunities to win. Um, Jay Johnson should be fired, shot into the sun after I, I'm, I, um, you know, running a fourth and fourth and one, and you run a sweep to the right. Why? Run it up the middle. Get Peyton Thorne under now, center and QB sneak it. Liam, you had something interesting about that that you told me about last night about that specific play. I believe it was in the entire I, press box. Uh, there were laughs shared. I was ready to, as the play was developing. I, I watched the play happen. I look at front of the program, Luke Sloan. He was in the student section with us yesterday. And Shout I, out, Luke Sloan. And I literally look at him, and go, "I am leaving. I am <laughs> not watching this anymore. I don't want to watch this." And, they, and State was still playing well at that point. But I'm like, that. Can I? When what was the vibe in the in the stands like when they rushed up to the line and got into a shotgun formation on the fourth and one? Because when I saw it, I just I the, the, I kind of I kind of could see into the future as they were as I they was, were setting. Up. I was in a weird spot of the student section. I was over. I was at the last around like the thirty or the forty yard line, actually above where normal people sit. It's like that mm-hmm. so normal like, people, correct? <laughs> not college students that got up at seven a.m. to start drinking, um, and. I don't know, people were just like, all of a sudden they rush to the line and then they run a sweep and it doesn't work and people are just standing there like, what just happened? And that play call and then to set up the last second field goal in regulation, why did you set it up for the field goal to be on the left hash? To PAT, just line up in the middle and let Patton hit it. Well, why, I, I, Mel, attempt Mel, to Mel, hit it. Mel, Atten- well, Mel did say that they were playing for a touchdown, so I don't. But, I don't put that on Eli because Eli well, made no, a, not, Eli cut back right. to the left, thinking there was going to be a hole, right. but trying to score a touchdown. You, what they should have just told him to do was just get to the middle of the field and fall down. Just or go, don't even go worry the about the handoff. Or, just have yeah. Thorne go take the snap, I, take two well, steps to his right, and drop down on a knee. I had no issue with them trying to score. Like that's perfectly fine. But put yourself in position so if you don't, because I can't. I think State did it once yesterday, but Michigan State when they need to get a yard. Is bad at it, like mm-hmm. they like simply if it's fourth and goal at the one. If it's fourth and goal at the one, I think state's st- defense is always getting the stop, and I think their offense is never getting the yard because that's just how bad they are with it. So put yourself in position to kick a field goal, especially when your special team sucks as it is. Don't give them any excuse to mess it up. I think. Did you watch USC UCLA last night? I did all? not, unfortunately. I think that you would really enjoy their offensive I, coordinator I, I because. Heard. Multiple times, if they got from the five or six yard line, they would just run multiple. They would run QB sneaks and get two, three yards every single time, and they just knew they were going to end and, up in the end zone eventually. And UCLA's quarterback had no clue where he was because he was getting popped repeatedly. Yeah. But he was picking up. Was, he was picking up two every every rush. I was so angry when I turned. I did see that game like when they opened the like to show this wide shot, and I saw, it and I was like, "That's going to be a Big Ten November football game in two years. Mm-hmm. That's that's not allowed. That, that's so wrong." But anyways, yeah, Big Ten football out in California. So like you, were, right with me. you were on the call, and this was... Yeah, shout-outs are done a great call yesterday. Yeah, you guys did a fantastic job. I listened to a lot of that one. Uh, the highlights are out on Twitter for those of you that missed it. If you want to go take a look at them right now, they're, they're, they're great highlights. Um, but this was you know, your last call as a Mich- at a Michigan State home football game as a senior. I mean, the emotions. Like, like we talked about to open the show, there's a lot of emotions tied to this game. During the game and then after, I mean, what... What's going through your mind? I'll tell you what. Spartans made it a memorable one. <laughs> um, just like I will never forget my freshman year when leaving uh, early in the third when they were up like 20 on Illinois. And then, by the oh, t- that, and then wow, walk, walking that, back game. all the way across campus, off of campus to Liam's apartment in Capitol Villa, which is a hike away. Um, and then by the time I got there, they were tied. And I was like, what is happening? I'll never forget. I have one of my 
one of the best videos in my camera roll from my college career is from that game. I was working that game for BTN as a as a like student assistant holding the dish mics, you know, on the sideline. Freezing cold. You know, that game was so cold. I had ten layers on. It was raining. And we were winning. Um, and then Lewerke threw that uh, late fourth quarter pick right in front of me. I saw that. Illinois made their whole comeback. Uh, and that was their sixth win of the season. That was late in the year, right? Probably right around this time. Daniel Barker, game-winning touchdown yeah, for <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, and um, and so they stormed the field. And I was on the Illinois sideline the whole game. Um, and I was just pretty much done working at this point. I didn't have anything else to do. So I take my phone, and I turn it around, and you can see the whole Illinois team and band like behind me at the 50-yard line, um, st- like storming the field, celebrating, and I just flip them the bird, you know, because I was just so upset. It was just um, such a bad day to be there. Yeah, I, that game, though, like you said, a lot of emotions that came with it. Um, we had some fun with it, though. I had a pretty pretty good joke on air that I don't know if many people caught about Jay Johnson going deep into his bag of tricks. Um, that one obviously ran the flea flicker early, connected with Keon Coleman for a big game. There was another one that uh, Whistle got blown dead for, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was either a penalty or the ball wasn't set right. Um, and they pitched it out to Berger. And Berger had it in his right hand and like running like he was about to chuck it. And I was like, I think Jalen Berger was about to throw that ball. And uh, and then obviously the last or their final trick play, they ran the quarterback sneak. Um, it's not something that uh, Jay Johnson and the Michigan State coaching staff are familiar with, um, considering I believe after that game they've had 20-plus third-and-one or fourth-and-one situations, um, and they pulled out that trick play with Thorne going under center and pushing forward for a total of a yard and a half uh, to pick up their first first down on that quarterback. Not only did they year. run the trick play, but it worked, too. Yes, yes. Shocker. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, it's a it's a crazy thing, um, especially when you have a quarterback who, knock on wood, um, has been healthy through two complete seasons other than the big hit he took or a couple big hits he took early in the year. Um, but even those, he only missed like a drive. He never missed large amounts of time. And he can take hits, so I don't think he would mind getting under center and pushing forward for a yard if it means that the offense gets to stay on the field. Um, it was awesome seeing Elijah Collins have a good game. The whole running back room, um, obviously Broussard getting injured early, only had three carries for eight yards. Um, Collins and Berger both started very slow. At one point, Berger was averaging .8 yards a carry. He ended with 6.3 yards a carry. Collins ended with six. Both broke 100, so that was nice. Um, But other than that, coaching staff, I really think, I don't want to say lost that one because the special teams lost that game for them. But I think a lot of that comes on coaching. If Pat wants the ball in the middle, you just take a knee in the middle. Yeah. My my biggest concern with this loss is not that they're gonna go to Happy Valley and lose, is not that Indiana came back and made it a ball game. My biggest concern is when you step back after this game is over. If I told you Five weeks ago, that Michigan State was going to lose to Indiana at home, you would have said, oh, well, you know, the secondary is horrible. Um, We don't know what we're doing. Uh, um, And Scotty Hazleton needs to be fired. They probably passed for 300 yards in that game and a couple touchdowns. Two for seven. 
Two for seven was Indiana, including one of those is in the overtime. Yep. For 31 yards, and one of those was a 24-yard pass. One completion regulation. They ran for 44 carries, 257 yards, and four touchdowns. So after this loss, what the hell is wrong with the defense? What is the issue? And I think today, because we talked about it after the Illinois game, um, how Michigan State was able to kind of come back and rally around uh, the suspensions from the Michigan loss um, after the tunnel incident. Uh, They didn't have a bunch of their defensive players, no defensive ends, um, and they played really well against one of the best rushing teams uh, in the Big Ten in Illinois. Um, And we saw the exact opposite of that at home yesterday against Indiana. I mean, they got whatever they want on the ground. 44 carries for 257 yards. That's that's unreal. How do you lose to a team? This is not Army or Navy. This is a Big Ten team. How do you lose to a team that completes one pass in regulation? Uh, Army beat UCF without completing a single pass. There you go. I mean, how how does this how does this happen? It, 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 it's the play calling was bad. The clock management was bad. The special teams was horrendous. I've never seen a Division One team so bad at special teams. I don't know where to go from here and. The vibe that I'm getting, I'm, I've, you know, when I talk to people who are fans of this football team, who work in or around the program, it is just not a good vibe in there right now. I mean, people are calling for every assistant coaches and coordinators head right now, and I think it's, I think it's understandable. I think it's, I think it's, um, it's viable to question a lot of these coaches and the thing that makes me so upset that makes me the most mad is when Tucker and the other coaches get into the presser after the game and they say it was execution. It was an execution issue. We're going to have to tell our players what they did wrong um, and try to fix it next time. You're just blaming your players at that point. Yeah, and, how about- and, and I'm so sick of hearing that. You're the head coach. Everything falls on you. It starts with you and it ends with you, and you need to own up to it at some point. I don't care that he called himself an ho- a horse-ass football coach five weeks ago after they lost to Washington or whatever, or lost to, um, I think it was Minnesota when, when he said that. And I, I, I don't care about that anymore. He still does not take any accountability for these losses, and it's time to change. I mean— there are some people who who brought it up to me yesterday that they that think he's borderline fraudulent, and I'm ready to hear that argument at this point. A couple weeks ago, no, nah, give him more time. This is year three. They have injuries. They don't have the guys they want. But at this point, you cannot lose this game to Indiana. You just absolutely cannot. And they choke it away, and now it doesn't even look like they're going to make it to a bowl game. Yeah, my only thing is, like... How about you tell your freshman kicker not to kick it to Jalen Lucas after he returns one to the 50 on the very first play of the game? Right. And then out of his three returns that he had, uh, he had, was stopped at the 30, the 50, and wasn't stopped. Score. When they kicked to, I don't even know who their other up back was or whoever whoever else was back there because <laughs> when he, they kicked to him, he got stopped at the 18, the 20, the 25. So I think that's all. I Liam, you're Alan Haller. Michigan State loses next week to Penn State. What do you do? Um, and for those that are unaware, Alan Haller is the athletic director here at Michigan State University. I, <clears throat> I mean, Mel's going to be here. There's no doubt. Um, and I echo the same kind of feelings in terms of his clock management has just – it just hasn't been good since he's been here. Um, 
like his game. Listen, in, I'm, in the, in I'm the, not a Division One football coach, right? I'm sitting here in front of this microphone for a reason, not out there on the sidelines. Yeah. But I can do math, okay? And I'm just going to leave it at that. It's unreal sometimes. And it's not just Mel. It's a bunch of coaches. It's NFL. It's college. It's high school. Some of these guys need to learn math. It's, I mean, they weren't – so they – they were nine and zero in one score games under Mel before this, but that stat was kind of an anomaly, I think. And the the, the shoe finally dropped yesterday in terms of um, them handling the clock in, in end of game and end of half situations because it hasn't been good. Um, but Mel is going to be here for a while for sure. He's still the twenty twenty three class still has more four stars than any Michigan State class has ever had. Um, their 2024 class is shaping up to be pretty good. So off the field, um, recruiting-wise, Mel's still doing um, what he was kind of expected to do. But on the field, I mean, this has been one of the most disappointing Michigan State years I can remember. And um, it just compounded with losing so many players. Um, that that doesn't help an already bad defense. Um, and special, like you said, I don't know how this – the special teams is is that's that's coaching because the the situations they put their their players in especially uh, when you don't have great kickers they they don't help they they're not helping their the pro, the players get um be put in favorable situations like a left-footed kicker on the left hash um with into the wind like that that should be a make all the time in a division 1 college football game but why not put him in the middle of the field we talked about it's just stuff like that um just the kick, the kick coverage. He he's at the end of the in the press conference yesterday. Mel said that they tried the different types of kicks, kicking at different places. But I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it was something to the effect of, "But we don't know exactly where the kick is going all the time, so that doesn't help us." I don't know what he meant by that, but kind of sounded like he was saying Jack Stone doesn't know, like can't. He's a six control, star kicker. Can't control where he's kicking the ball. Right. But the coverage was horrible, um, and it is crazy that Indiana averaged 85 rushing yards a game coming into this game and their quarterback this was a team that has lost seven games in a row and we talked on SRZ this uh, Indiana was like an air raid offense most of the year they just kind of chucked the ball and we we kind of we brought it up did we 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 asked the question is Michigan State is Michigan State's defense playing better or have they played teams that run the ball and that's their strength on defense is stopping the run and we I said I think that's going to be a test because I think Indiana's going to test your corners like teams haven't um, recently. And I was wrong. I mean, they didn't even try to throw the ball, and they just they didn't have to. And it was – I just – it's crazy that they scored 31 points and completed one pass in regulation and and won the game. I just don't get how that happens. That's Listen, I understand it's Big Ten football, but we're playing in the East Division here. I mean, we're supposed to – this is not Iowa Northwestern. You know, this is supposed to be – like you said, more than one completed pass in regulation. Yeah, so I don't. If I'm Alan Haller, I don't know. I don't. I think Mel's going to be here. I don't think that you, you. There's no way you can go into next season with the same exact coaching staff. You can't do the same thing over again. Um, so the, I'm I'm assuming there will be changes. I don't know who. I don't know what. I don't know how drastic they will be. But um, positives, though, I want to talk like quickly. Eli Collins had a. If he if that was his last game at Spartan Stadium, he had. A very memorable career, honorable career at Michigan State. Um, Xavier Henderson, same thing. Um, the running game was great. And Eli Collins at the end of the game, or at, in the press conference, had a great quote um, when he was talking about the, uh, his second touchdown run. 
that he said what, I, what I'm thinking is when I'm a running back I think of going down not being not being in the job description so yeah he's relentless in that sense so um, offensive line got better running game got better at the end of the year and Xavier Henderson hopefully is remembered has remembered positively by Michigan State fans because he was a great player he so he's a be. great player. He's a great captain. Yeah, yeah. that's I think that's a great what, leader too. Yeah, I think his leadership is. It just sucks that it's being overshadowed by them collapsing in the that's, second half. That's that's the bummer of all of it is for all of them this entire season. I mean, you think about the year Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed had last year. You think about how good Keon Coleman was this year, and, and all of it is he just was open all game, and all of it is just going to be overshadowed by a five win season. And that leads me to my point, Matt. What chance do you give? This team in Happy Valley next week. Not great. I mean, it's probably like a ten percent. Like, I mean, I like, was going to say five. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, I was it's fifteen. Low. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it would be fitting of them to go into Happy Valley and win. Now, I don't think it will happen because after the results of yesterday around the college football landscape, Michigan State or Penn State with a win is going to a New Year's Six Bowl and potentially the Rose Bowl if your playoff prediction comes to fruition. It probably is, <laughs> and it looks like and it, it might. might. But you know, because well, except no Tennessee, and it's going to be TCU, <laughs> right? It's but frogs. Michigan, Ohio State's going to get in. Go Frogs and um, what's, what do the Trojans say? Fight on, fight on, fight on for the the Trojans. Even though Oregon will beat USC in the conference title game, but that's a and spoil theirs. Bo no, Nicks. I think I think Liam Bo and I were, got lucky last night. Liam and I were Cam talking. He played on one football. He played on night. one foot. <laughs> um, I think the only way that Michigan and Ohio State don't make it in is. E- USC wins out, wins the conference championship, and LSU has to up or TCU has to win out, and LSU has to upset Georgia in the conference. Because then I think it would be, yeah, Michigan, LSU, Georgia, TCU, and the, or oh, Michigan or Ohio State, and then TCU. So whoever would lose that, you would have one. If loss. LSU wins out, they'll be the first two lost team to ever get in. Yeah, because everybody would have a conference championship. Or one loss, and then it's just Georgia against whoever, because those are the only two non-conference champions. Um, and I don't think now what will be interesting is if LSU wins out and beats Georgia in the SEC championship, they would still have the worst record of any playoff team. I think they would get in as a four. So you just re, you just run that back, Georgia LSU. No, Georgia would you'd slide say, to you're a saying two. Whoever won Michigan Ohio State would, would be, be one. So yeah, right. it would be Michigan Ohio State one. Um, Georgia would be two or three and against then TCU, TCU, and then God, if TCU's the or, two seed in this play, or or USC, depending. They ran right. a fire, they ran an incredible fire drill to win the game. They, that was a masterclass. My against question, Baylor. Yeah, but it's yeah, hard well, to do it against. That's any a rivalry. It's hard to run out. It's hard to run out. I'm just. I'm, nah, I'm, I'm yeah, leaving but, it at that. They won by one against I mean, Baylor. I mean, Michigan's got to be happy they have Jake Moody. And yeah. Quorum better be healthy next week. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into that one a little bit yeah, later. There, there, there's a number that is tagged to that game that currently scares me if I'm a Michigan fan. And I my, I, 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 hope Quorum's happy or healthy because, one, I want to see a good game between those two. And if Ohio, if Michigan loses, I don't want them to have an excuse on why they lost. I want them to be fully healthy. Um, I want both teams to just be fully healthy and I want Jackson Smith and Jigba to play, which has he played in like the last six Doesn't weeks? Doesn't matter, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> no, I know, but having Smith and Jigba not, back doesn't can't hurt. No, now you have th- now you have three NFL wide receivers. They might already. Two. They might. Well, oh, they, they might, might have three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Mike, 
I know this is kind of getting away from Michigan State. My question about the college football playoff is, in March Madness, they favor full body of work. So your games in November count. I understand games in September count for college football, but the committee loves to say, well, they got hot down the stretch. So I, I feel like it's, if recent, L- yeah. it's a lot of recency bias. I think yeah, L- like I mean, if, if LSU beats Georgia, they'll be. I could see them jumping to two. Like that's mm. two or th- they won't be the four because they're what five right now. Yeah, I think. Gonna, I but think, then does I think Georgia drop to four because they're not going to. Georgia have will drop. I think, I think that's I think where the committee but, gets selective with its words and says, "Oh well, full body of work. LSU has two losses." You right. Know what but I, mean? I just, I just, I hate the college football playoff committee as a whole. Cause I mean, yeah, they suck. I, once, once we get to twelve teams, it'll anyways. be much better. And LSU. LSU should have one loss. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they got they got an extra point block to send it to overtime against Florida State, who is bowl eligible. So, shout out Florida State, the Seminoles. Uh, we'll see how the college football playoff shakes out next week. It's going to be a very fun. We're actually. It'll be a very fun green and white for whoever's in East Lansing. Slowick and I won't be here. I believe Liam Jackson is going to host that show a week from today um, after Rivalry Week uh, in the college football world. Slowick, you and I will be in Oregon. More on that coming up after the break. Stick around. It's the Green and White Report right here on WDBM. And we're back here on the Green and White Report. Thank you so much for joining us on this chilly, chilly Sunday. Hope you're sitting next to a warm fire with a, a cup of joe, even though I don't drink coffee. Liam and I talk hot chocolate. extensively about that. Yeah, I'll do hot chocolate when I'm cold. Coffee, tea? coffee is net tea. Get, get out of here. Stop it. Out, well, out on all right, warm drinks. All right, all right. Move on, move on. Okay. Warm drinks are gross. We'll out leave it at tea, that. Really? Book it. Um, what a week it's been for Michigan State basketball. Um, we should find out. Sometime today, when the AP rankings come out, uh, that Michigan State is a newly ranked top 25 team. I'm going to guess right now on the airwaves, book it, take it to the bank, 19 in the country. Well, I think they're going to be higher. Really? I was thinking 14. I, I was, think I think, I, I think this, 16. I think this Villanova team is not as good as people thought they were at the start of the year. I think they can be eventually. I think it's going to end up being a good I think Kentucky When they get Cam Whitmore legit. back, they'll be good. Yeah, I, think but, they're, I think they're – Decent. We'll talk about it. I think they're decent right now, but I think Cam Wimmer's going to take them to like a pretty decent level. But since the last time we had a show, Michigan State has won a double overtime, just crazy game against number four Kentucky down in Indiana um, at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in the State Farm Champions Classic. Um, and then the last second, 73-71 win over Villanova, obviously happening on Friday night here at the Breslin Center. Uh, hope you were there because it's going to be a while before they're back at the Breslin Center, not until December um, as they'll head to Oregon this week uh, to play in the PKI on Thursday, and then they'll go to South Bend after that. Um, to end November, but let's talk about the Kentucky game first. We were there to call that one myself and Michael Markoch, Luca Maloney wrote the recap. If you want to check out any of that stuff, it's on our social medias. Um, double overtime win against Kentucky, who's got, I'm going to say, the best big man in the country. He was last year in Oscar Sheepway, and I think he will be again this year. I think he's better than Drew Timmy, um, and not to mention the fact that he was playing on a uh, knee that had surgery um, a little over a month ago. It was a minor surgery, but nonetheless, surgery um, no matter the, what. And he'll get the chance to show that he's the best today. Yes, because they play Drew he, Timmy. 
Um, but Hauser had a fantastic game for Michigan State. 23 points, 8 rebounds, was 4 of 7 from deep. Malik Hall uh, benefited a little bit. His stats are a little inflated due to the two overtime periods, but he did finish with 20 points, 5 rebounds, an efficient 7 for 11 from the floor. Um, this was an, an interesting game for me to step back and look at um, after they beat Kentucky. I think what was positive for Michigan State in this win as opposed to a year ago was how they played down the stretch, the way they kept fighting back. They'd get down four, and then they'd be down one, and then they'd tie it, and then they'd be down four again, and then they'd be down two, and then they'd tie it. I feel like this is this team, both against Kentucky and Villanova, has a resilience that we haven't really seen in what feels like three years. I think the last time we saw a team that kind of had this resilience was Cassius Winston's last year in 2019 uh, when they were going to win the national championship, but the season got canceled due to COVID. Um, and the way they fought, the way Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard have run the point guard position um, has really been exciting. It's, again, we're here talking about college basketball in November. A lot can change. I guarantee this Michigan State team is going to lose two or three Big Ten games that they have no business losing, and one of them is going to be on the Breslin Center floor. But I don't know. Something just feels different about this team. Everybody's, you know, the the old cliche, everybody's talking, you know, this is a Tom Izzo team. This is the type of team that Tom Izzo loves. But he even he said he said he likes his team in the summer. He doesn't think they're the most skilled team he's ever had. They don't have the most talent, that's for sure. But... Um, it's a, it's a team that he likes. They defend and rebound and run, and that's his mantra. Um, but what are your guys' takes? Liam, you're a big basketball guy. You were there on Friday sitting next to me. Um, up 16 with eight minutes to go. That's not how you want that game to end, but they did still pull it out against Villanova. Yeah, I think it's nice since you're talking about in November, and we can juxtapose it with the football team. It's nice to watch a team that is obviously – on most nights going to be the better coach team and they're going to um they're going to play harder than basically any team that they they're, they're going to play all year um but we the Villanova game or sorry they were up 16 um i i kind of anticipated Izzo to be a little bit more upset in the press conference but he was pretty thrilled with He gave a lot of credit to uh Kyle Neptune and Villanova. Yeah, and um rightfully so. They, they did play hard. He was saying that that was going to be the hardest playing team that MSU plays this year. And um, he he also said that this last week was the most memorable week of his career, and he's happy to be 3-1. and one. So I think he he was just glad to get out of there with a win, which I think is important too. Um, that's a, They've been all over the country, and they're going to go back on the West Coast, then to Indiana uh, for Notre Dame. So any, and any win and any way you can get it right now with this tough of a schedule is a good win for Michigan State. But Kentucky, for example... That Kentucky team is much more talented than Michigan State. Like you said, Shebley, Kaysen Wallace is going to be a great NBA guard for a long time. That yeah. dude is one of the best defenders I've seen in college basketball. He had eight steals, and it was like it wasn't even when he wasn't getting steals. It was he was making it hard for Michigan State's guards to get across the timeline. And the the thing about his steals too that I noticed during that game is they're they're not. I think a good way to put it is they're not Tyson Walker steals. He's not in help defense poking his hand in or on the on ball defender. No, he's just he was coming people. He was coming from across the court. Uh, you know, sneaking behind defenders. He had one from Mati Sissoko, where Sissoko caught it on the left wing. Kaysen Wallace was guarding the player in the right corner for Michigan State and came over, saw that Sissoko wasn't looking, had his back turned, and poked it away and got a steal in a bucket. I mean, it's just, he's just so fast and so smart on defense. Yeah, and on Sissoko, really quickly, they played, like, Timmy 
Shibwe, and then Dixon on Villanova is a very good center. He's their he's, best player. Yeah, he is their best player right now, and um, and he's been he will not. We were kind of nervous before the season, um, and like talking about the depth and talking about the Big Ten centers. He's not going to play a better center than two or maybe even all three of the centers he just played. Maybe Hunter Dickinson you can put in that level. I don't know, but. The, he, he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be Hunter not, Dickinson from two feet. Not, That's Hunter he's Dick, that guy. Hunter Dickinson predictions out. Nonetheless, he's gonna be Sosoko is already ready for Big Ten play and he's ready to play. He he's the fact that he outlasted Shibley, Shibley had a better game, but he stayed in the game longer, and that was really the difference at the end of the game when Shibley fouled out and Sosoko st- was able to stay in, um, catch those lobs at the end. Um and that steal in the in the Euro step was one of the craziest things I've I've ever seen a Michigan one of the most unexpected things from a Michigan State player I've ever seen. So, yeah, there's so much to talk about with this team, and being th- sitting at three and one um, is something I definitely didn't expect. I, I think I said they were going to win two um, of these games, not including Northern Arizona. I so said three. They've already surpassed that for me, and they they have um, winnable games now. What I what I didn't think were winnable games are the winnable games ahead of them in, in big moments. So. It's been a lot of fun. These these two idiots are giggling over here because yeah, they had like five wins or whatever yeah, for said, Michigan I said, State. I said they were going to... And they also they, said Bo Nix was winning the Heisman, though. So I, yeah. That hasn't not happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so until that doesn't happen, I don't want to hear. I know Matt is very excited to talk about a couple players, one in particular. Uh, but I'll just touch on this real quick is they don't... Michigan State's team doesn't have that guy. They don't have Cassius Winston. They don't have Denzel. They have a bunch of guys who could go off on different nights and do big things, which is, it's nice, but it's also a little worrisome to me that they don't, like, all the, Walker and Hogard have looked great. Hauser and Hall have both had their moments, but they've also disappeared at times. But when they're on, they're both on. I tell you what, for Tyson to have 22-5 and five with only one turnover, um, and in the fashion that he did it against Villanova this early in the season, we didn't see that type of play style from him last year until... He was an assassin. Yeah, until the Illinois game at home, until the Purdue game at home, until uh, the Maryland game in the Big Ten tournament. We didn't see that for from him until very late in the year. To see it this early and in that fashion, I think he might be that guy. It's, you, the, you can't... The, but the, I'm the saying... Best, the, the biggest thing, and, and part of the reason I say that, is Izzo in the press conference said Tyson wanted the ball. Tyson was yelling in the huddles, give me the ball. To have a guy like that and do what he did? Well, I think... That he might be on his way to get the give him the ball it, and get the hell out yeah, of the way. So and that's the th- he wanted the ball. He's not that guy because Cassius wouldn't didn't have to want the ball. He just had the ball. I guess. It was I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, obviously, like like it's not apples to apples. Yeah. But I'm saying Tyson might be that guy where what what the, the effect that Cassius had on this team was when he was on the floor, ball in his hands or not, the other four players were calm and they knew what was going I mean, he on. He also played with multiple M- guys who were in the NBA right, right but, now but, for but, most but, of his career. It's that's just the type of player that Cassius. Yeah. It's like that with Bayern Munich right now too. Yeah. But for Walker, I think it, it it will have a similar effect when he does have the ball in his hands and when he's on offense and when he's guarding the on-ball defender in late-game situations where it's like, okay, we know he's not going to mess up. We know he's going to make the right play. He's going to do the right thing. Let's just let him do his thing, and we can all calm down a little bit. And, and you want to talk about assassin. I know exactly who Matt wants to talk about. Well, actually, I was first going to talk about Walker before we get to shoot to shoot. But, I mean, with Tyson Walker, or with Michigan State, they don't have the guy, but I think at different points in the game they have people where it's like, all right, Malik, it's your time to shine, and it's his time to get the ball. But Hauser against but, Kentucky. But in the final four minutes, 
it's Tyson Walker's ball, and you just let him do his thing. And that's and I really that. important to have that's, a guy that but, is confident right. at the end of games like, yeah, like that. Yeah. Inside four minutes, I every time Tyson Walker shoots, I think it's going in. Yeah. And I think it's just going to be nothing but net because his and, shot is... And also, nobody on this team has more experience in the final four minutes and playing well than Tyson Walker because of the games that I just mentioned. Purdue last year, Illinois last year, Maryland last year. He's been the guy to take that shot the most. They've run yeah. plays for him already. Even against Gonzaga when he didn't score. That play was in part ran for him. Yeah, I just a quick side note. I want to say that the atmosphere on Friday night. I was oh, right. It was on I was, for those watching on Fox Sports One, <laughs> if you saw a giant yellow figure standing behind the Villanova bench next that, to a squirrel, next who was also my friend. Yeah. And yes, I was. Uh, we were being idiots behind the bench. Um, the Villanova parents and like family and friends that were standing right in front of us. I think it was after the. The Hogard took that three-point foul. That shouldn't have been called. That was a terrible call. Uh, they looked at each other and go, it's loud. And, like, you could not hear yourself think for those free throws. I That atmosphere was so much fun to be in. It was crazy. It was, I, the Aikens dunk. Oh, my God. That, I fell, I fell can, over. Can I go on a little Jaden Aikens rant? Go ahead. Like, they're, they're crazy. Crazy. That, he deserves that, it, man. man not, the pride the, of North can, Farm. Can we not forget, too, we talk about what Michigan State has done this week. How about Jay Nakins? He's back. I don't think he's 100% back. This is like an 80% Jay Nakins. The reverse layup against Kentucky, and then what we saw Friday night, there's there's a coffin the, under the, Breslin right the, now. When he, when the, he, the, the Bill Raftery call was incredible. When he dunked that, I was sitting in the middle of Michael and Brendan, and I like can't react that much while you're in the press box, but it's like I, I just like instinct grabbed both their arms, like reached. I was like, like what the yeah, hell just happened? Leave but, the chandelier. Yeah. <laughs> I, the only thing, Jaden Akins takes some of the crazy easiest shots but he is the person on the team who will make those shots there's a reason when the shot clock has two seconds on it and somebody just has to throw up the ball they give it to Jaden Akins Liam and I talked about that quite a bit the other day yeah I mean he's the he's probably the best not probably he is the best NBA prospect on this roster because his he's so athletic and he's his ability to create space for himself and he showed it off he had a three the dunk was three on one and he had uh he took the one on by himself, and he won that battle. But as, as soon as he had the ball, his eyes just locked on that rim, and there was – I don't – I'm trying to th- – the only thing I think that would have stopped him from throwing that – throwing it down is if someone pulled, like, an 18-wheeler out in front of the rim because he was going through bodies if he had to. Yeah, and – the bench reaction was great. Yeah, was Malik awesome. Hall knowing what was going to happen while Aikens was back to the three point line was the oh, best yeah. part like, of that. And whole he just clip came off me. of a crazy foot uh, yeah. surgery. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it, but when he picked up the ball, like number one, he's fast. Like he picked up the ball and he's at yeah. the rim like that. And I saw it, and people were like, "What's he going to do?" And I'm like, "He's not passing that. He's going to dunk it." And I, I don't yeah, think, it was I like even, a three on one. Like, too. I didn't, yeah, <laughs> it might like, not have been the, the, no, the greatest decision, no, but, but. I, I, I saw. It. I don't even think I actually saw it get slammed. Like I turned around because I just lost. I just lost my mind. I have. I that was. That was awesome. I just I was sitting right above you guys. Um, it was the first game I got to go to as a fan in a long time, it feels like. But it almost felt like time stopped, and Jay Nakins was just levitating through the air with a ball just absolutely cocked back and then threw it right on homie from Philly's head. Homie. <laughs> I think it was it Brandon Slater. I think it was. Think Slater. It was oh, yeah. man, I'm sorry. And, and I, it's just... His number, his number see, should be retired in, see, in, when in I don't, Breslin. When I don't work the games, I cannot, it on the floor. Yeah, I yeah. just <laughs> I cannot tell you who did what other than Jaden Akins baptized a man. I'll tell you what, I don't, know if, I don't know if Slater did his scouting report. He might not have known that Akins was left-handed because that's – I mean, Akins is, is probably 
you know, sneaky athletic. I don't think um, it's sneaky. No, he's, no, just, I think he's but, explosive. But if you're Brandon Slater, you're probably not expecting Aikens to do what he did there. You might think he can go up and dunk and he can be bouncy, but to to put it on somebody's head like that, his I head mean, was his whole. I would have made a business whole face decision. was Aiken, over the rim. Yeah, Aikens, he was well, so. And I'm sorry, Jaden Aikens is not six foot four. I've said it so many times. He is not. He's six six. I have shout out Jaden, one of the nicest people, but. Why you're you, six you should four. ask him next time. You no, know. you're six four. There's no chance that he is six four. Well, there were like a couple times on the defensive glass where he get, like he yeah. goes up and he's the highest person no, on the rim. Like he goes after MSU like might have the. I mean, I haven't watched enough college basketball, but they have, might have the best rebounding backcourt in college basketball. They might have because one of the best backcourts in general. They, in college true, basketball. but AJ AJ's a great rebounder, and AJ's a different kind of rebounder because he can he will, if he boxes out a guard, they're out of the play. Oh, AJ's also a shooter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. AJ's a but big boy. The, who Ty, Tyson grabs Tyson gets in there. He gets in the mix, grabs rebounds, and then like you said, Aikens just flies above people to grab. He was flying over bigs to get rebounds. So, um, and also AJ really quick had was two rebounds away from the first triple double in um. Since 2015, Denzel Valentine against Boston College. Um, and Izzo said that he – I asked Izzo if he thinks Hogarth's getting a triple-double. and he, I mean, it was kind of a dumb question, honestly, because what's he going to say? But he did say he does think he's going to get one. He said 10-10-10 sounds like a perfect triple-double for AJ. I will say they're going to need the guards to rebound too because yeah. Marty Sissoko has looked good defensively. Without fouling, that's got to change moving forward. But so Sissoko has rebounded well. Hauser's played well on the offensive end. Malik Hall has been has done a nice job playing both the wing and down low. But they still don't have the rebounding that they're going to need from the bigs down low. So they're going to need the help in production from the guards moving forward. But I think before these two games, before this week, it was safe to say Michigan State was going to be good, have a winning record in the Big Ten, and be squarely in the top five of the Big Ten. But in a 14-team league, that's not saying a bunch. Um, now, top three. I top mean, two. I mean, you no, look at not two. Not two. <laughs> Michigan. Michigan lost to Arizona State. Michigan after, can't defend at, anybody. after Hunter Dickinson predicted they were going to win by 20. Illinois. Illinois looked really good against UCLA. Indiana played close against Xavier. That's a rivalry game, and again, it is November, so we're not going to jump to conclusions, but. I think after Illinois and Indiana, State's got to be third right now. If you had to make a you know, gun to my head right now, you got to make a prediction where they finish. I say third. I'm putting them over Indiana right now. I, I would agree. I would put them at two. I don't I, know. They got to go to assembly this year, though. I, I put I said them three in between. Uh, th- say two. Three. You, you two. want you want to say two? All right, top three, but they're not three or two. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> no, I don't know. I it is too early for me. I do think they're. Um, I mean, my I think they finished somewhere between four and one, anywhere in there in the Big Ten. But I think that's a realistic. Yeah, I just think with with. I mean, I said the football team was going to win nine games plus. So that's a, also maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe don't take my picks into account. Take take Slowik's credibility into account when you listen to the picks. But I, I think to my to my point about assembly too is it's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. And you know, I can very well see Indiana and Purdue coming into the Breslin, which they both do this season, and losing. But I can see. Michigan State for those four games splitting this year very easily because they do not play well in assembly and they play even worse in Mackey. Um, and those are going to be going to be some tough games. Purdue has let's not forget Zach Eady, who very well is going to average a twenty and fifteen double double this year, and he might he's probably going to average twenty fifteen and seven if we're being honest. Uh, when you're that all big, year, yeah. 
when you're that big and you have the shooters and guards that Purdue has, passing and getting assists is not that hard. Um, 2015 and seven's like player of the year numbers. I mean, Zach Eady has has the capabilities to do that. I mean, I think he's really good. I, that's a that's a. Okay. Edie is I mean, not a. It's a, that's, Edie's, that's okay, a I'm gonna say this. Year. Edie is not a good basketball player. Like I okay, mean, but 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 again, to 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 to, I forget whose point it was earlier about. I think it was yours, Liam, about how Monty Sissoko is not going to go against a better big in the Big Ten than the three he's already faced. The same applies to Zach Edie. His competition is Trace Jackson Davis and Hunter Dickinson, and I think he's better than both of them. I mean, I he might be. I'm, right. I'm not saying he's bad at all. He's one no. of the best bigs in the yeah, country. Yeah, I mean, for Matt's sure, over here. I don't. I don't think he's scorching can play fire on I, the, the studio. The only thing I know is he has such a huge head. <laughs> Great like, analysis. Like his cranium is quite large. Who was it? Was it Colton Pouncey last year? You used to take pictures of him on the sideline. Be like, I'm not sure. There's no reason for this per- a person to be that to big. be this large. Like, yeah. He's like, a large human being. Yeah, and he has. He comes with a very large head as well. So let's talk about this week, the the Phil Knight Invitational, also going on as this at the same time as the Phil Knight Legacy. Um, so there's going to be a lot of good college basketball this upcoming week uh, to celebrate, along with the disappointments that you'll watch on the football field, both for the Lions and the Spartans, and maybe for Michigan. So it could yeah, just be, I mean, I mean, if you're, be, if you're if you're for, if you're for anybody for... in this state, I'd be tuned in to the hardwood instead of the turf. Um, oh, don't watch as this distance, weekend though. rolls around, but. Um, Great college basketball games on today, too, Liam, you and I mentioned. Um, but so they got to face Alabama. And this is where I think Michigan State fans might get their hopes up a little bit after the Kentucky and Villanova wins. It's going against an Alabama team who is ranked and looks pretty good. But, I mean, obviously confidence is high, not just on the team, but within the fan base right now. But I think the matchup that Alabama poses for Michigan State is not one that favors the green and white. Alabama is fast, and they're long and athletic at every single position. They shoot a bunch of threes, and they run the floor. I don't think that's a great matchup for Michigan State in transition, and the speed that they have at all five positions really hurts Michigan State when it comes to three, four, and five. Walker and Hogart are going to be able to keep up, um, and Aikens as well. But you get Pierre Brooks in there, Jackson Kohler, Joey Hauser, Marty Sissoko, even Malik Hall. Malik Hall can get up and down the court. And, but, but, but I'm not, talking about for, half for, half court on ball. Who's got the yeah. faster first step? It's it's whoever is on Alabama. Yeah. Um, I I I, th- I think I've always been high on Alabama. Shout out Luke Sloan. He, he and I are big Nate Oates fans. We think uh, Nate Oates is going to be the successor yeah. to Tom Izzo um, here in East Lansing. But Drew Valentine. That's a that's a good that's a good pick. The Moss Boss. <laughs> the Moss Boss. Shout out Trent and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Um, but I don't know that Michigan State matches up that well with Alabama. I do think they get two wins now in the PKI. I think if they don't, no matter what, if they beat Bama, I think they win the second game, whether that's against UConn or Oregon. Um, no matter what, I think they win that second game, win or lose to Alabama. And then the third game, we'll see from there. If it's against North Carolina, then I want to see that they so probably bad. win the first two, Bama and UConn or whatever, and then don't beat North Carolina. They could also play Villanova again. Um but I think they lose to Bama, beat Oregon, and then beat like an Iowa State or a Portland. Um, I just don't think they match up. I just don't I think, think they match so up if, well with Bama. So yeah, I was gonna say if if they lose to Bama, they would play the loser of who I think is gonna be Oregon. 
So then they would play Oregon, and then if they beat Oregon, what you think, they would play the winner of probably Iowa State. Oh, so Iowa State, yeah. So I was going to say, unless you think Portland is going to go on a little bit of a tear. Hey, you never know. They got the the home court advantage. Knock uh, Iowa State. I mean, I I don't know. I think State pulls. I think they pull what they did in, uh, where they go last year, the Bahamas. Bahamas Battle for Atlanta. I I think, I don't know if they can repeat that performance. Well, I think, well, I think more of the fact of, they're going to go out. I do think they beat Bama. Should be a pretty good game. But I think they can get to because it's the first game of the weekend. The second game, it's either Oregon or UConn. UConn. I love Bobby Hurley. Or is it Danny Hurley? Dan, Danny's, Danny. Danny. Bobby's at um, uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. Um, but I just think he's a fraudulent coach when it comes to big games. Like, I just don't think. Like, UConn's had plenty of Danny games. is? UConn, yeah, Danny at UConn. I. Um, like every time UConn steps up to play a big team, not in the Big East, they just don't seem to be able to perform. And then, like last year against State in the Bahamas, and then I think if they play UNC, State's going to run out of gas because they're they only run nine guys. Similar to Baylor, it, last like year. yeah, last year Aikens went off in that game simply because Izzo had to play somebody. But I, I and I'd have no issue with that. But I think the fir- the first two games of the weekend are more what I want to see. The third game, you're running on fumes, and whatever happens, happens. In my opinion, but. Yeah, I mean, see, I'm excited for the women's games too. Iowa State and then North Carolina or Oregon, depending on who wins and loses. Yeah, you can catch all of them right here on WDBM. Check out Slow- the Breslin Breakdown. Yeah, Breslin Breakdown podcast, who's been covering this women's team all year. Sloak and I are going to get to call five games in four days, barring any scheduling conflicts. It's going to be a close call on that first game on Thursday. The women play. We'll make it work. The women play at the. Chili Center or Chiles, however you pronounce it, we're gonna. I, I thought it was. I believe Chili's it's too. Chili's, but I thought we it was will too. double check yeah, before we'll, we'll, we go we'll, out of. We'll confirm. We'll do our research and confirm. But they play a mile down the road at four thirty Pacific, seven thirty Eastern, and then Michigan State men's take on Alabama a mile up the road at the Moda Center, home of the Portland Trailblazers, at seven thirty Pacific, ten thirty Eastern. Two and a half hours isn't a ton of time for a college basketball game, three. men's or women's. Or three, I mean, sorry. Um, we're going to be cutting it close, getting in that Uber and, and driving a mile down there. It's a 12-minute drive, it says. It's gonna, if if you're in Portland, there is a solid chance you see Brendan and I sprinting in suits yes. through Portland. I'll with, have the tra- with, I'll have the track with, shoes with on just so we can run. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Luca, Luca will be trailing 200 yards behind us. But, writing his recap. <laughs> Typing while running. I tell you what, though, it's going to be a fun weekend no matter what. I'm I'm excited for both of these teams. Michigan State women's basketball is undefeated right now. They haven't played they haven't anybody. Played nobody. They they haven't played what? any anybody who can sniff Michigan the football level cupcakes. Uh, <laughs> even it's almost worse than they that. Played Detroit I mean, Mercy. I mean, Not yet. Delaware oh, State, Delaware. Florida A and M, Detroit Mercy, Florida, all right, how, Western Purdue, Michigan, Purdue, right, Fort Wayne. Quick question: Oakland. Combined last year, how many wins did Florida A and M, Central Michigan, and Delaware State have. I last think year. Delaware State three. went winless last year. Combined, uh, three. Twelve. You said what? I know Delaware State didn't win a game or something. They had zero. You'd be correct. You would be correct. Um, I'm gonna guess. Wait, what were the teams against? Sorry, Central Michigan, mm-hmm. Florida and M. Yeah, Delaware State. Three for sure. Twelve. Seven. You're correct. Let's go. Central won three games. Florida and M won four games. Wow, I would have guessed Central had the best record out of those. And state blew what out. What is with that? Why don't they the schedule anybody? Oh, well, I mean, uh, Susie acknowledged a couple. Of the, I think it was against Oakland. I mean, they're, oh, gonna... they're by games, right? And it's like so you have to have people come in and play them. But at the same time, it's like the problem with women's basketball is there are teams up here 
Like, yeah. For those and then, and then that's a cliff. Think, think, of, like, think, of the, think of the money ball scene. Like, they're the rich teams, they're the poor teams, and then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's the bottom half of co- women's college basketball. Like, the talent gap is unreal. And there's going to be day, there's gonna be nights this year where the women's team for Michigan State gets their you-know-what kicked in simply because a team like Iowa is that good. Uh, like, I think Oregon— Shout out Caitlin Clark. I think Oregon's women— Basketball is very good. Um, We're gonna get to see them. North Carolina, Iowa State. I, I think, Iowa State's like seventh in the country. I They're think, really good. I think every team in this um, is gonna be a very good basketball yeah. team. Uh, I'm, we I'm will, a little worried, yeah. but we will we'll, know how good the we'll, women's team is. That's that's in it. a week a week from today. All of that coverage is coming up this week on WDBM. Slowick and I hit the airport Wednesday, and then on Thanksgiving we'll celebrate with you with some uh, Michigan State men's and women's basketball. Um, Coming up after the break, we've got more Michigan State sports. We'll touch real quick on uh, an interesting week for both the hockey team and the women's soccer team as well. So stick around for that. You're listening to the Green White Report right here on Impact 89FM. And we're back here on WDBM East Lansing. This is the Green and White Report. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We did mention at the top of the hour um, a tough loss for the Pistons, uh, and it wasn't in a game. Liam Jackson, you're the resident Pistons fan and host of Impact's Courtside Convo NBA podcast. Um, Unconfirmed officially, but it sounds like season-ending surgery is pending for the best player in the NBA in Cade Cunningham. Well, I don't know how it's on the table. Um, and the average, he has shin splints. Um, they're, they're meeting with doctors and seeing if surgery or rest is the best course of action. And if the surgery is to be had, um, the average, um, length of missed time for this surgery is 61 games, which would basically be the rest of the season for Cade which sucks um, really bad because he was playing close to an all-star level, if not an all-star level this year, in his second year. Um, and this team just is bad. They really suck um, without him. and With him, they were bad. But um, his numbers, his self-creation numbers, are like near Luka levels. And Luka is the by far the best um, at self-creation, ISO scoring. So he, by himself, he's like an offensive engine. Um, and without him... They really are are going to struggle, and so, Matt's Matt's leading me on to my next point. The only good that can come from this is if Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson are um, get their names called by by Adam Silver, and they'll be headed to Detroit in whenever the in July in in the next NBA draft because those two are franchise altering players. So. Tank tank for the Wembanyama sweep. So yeah, what number what number is Victor going to wear in Detroit? Is, a, wear, is the he, real question? He can wear a triple digit number for all I care. Yeah, I don't, as, as long as it's in red and blue, I'll be happy. Yeah, Victor's I if I will be confident saying that if the Pistons land Victor Wembanyama, they will win three championships with Victor, Cade, and Ivy as their core. 100%. I can get behind that. And Duran coming off the and bench. Durin. Well, Duran will start. One hundred percent Durham will start. They'll yeah. start both of them. Why yeah. not? Wembenyama plays a four anyway. Wembenyama is going to be seven foot four. <laughs> exactly. Wembenyama is going to be uh, going to go to the Orlando Magic, so they can have every starter be over six. Oh 11. my god! This is a little bull. Bull failing his physical in Detroit and now being like an actual good He's NBA one of the player worst ever. makes me sick. So sick. That's Detroit sports for you. Yeah. In Michigan State sports, 
it's been a big week for hockey. Um, we talked last time we were on the show about the sweep of the number 10 team in the country. They just finished up a split with the number 8 team in the country on the road with Penn State. Which they should have swept. Yes, that's what I, that was my next point. They, they lost 4-3 to three in Game 1. They gave up two third-period goals in the final six minutes. They were up 3-2 to two in that game, end up losing. 7-3 to three they win in Game 2. I'm ready to say it. Nightingale coming. This this Michigan State team is here. The, ho- and, the hockey team's a wagon. Yeah, they, they really are. This buy your buy your Mun tickets now because there are going to be some fun games. Minnesota is coming to town soon. Michigan State's got Michigan coming up as well. Um, I mean this 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 hockey team is exciting. I, I think everybody kind of lost focus on them after basketball picked up two big wins. But hey, don't don't sleep on Michigan State hockey right now. Mich- Michigan State is a winter sports women's soccer team. I think or school. I Sorry. think the goal for them right now it's to really solidify. I mean, if they can split with Michigan and Minnesota uh, over the course of four games, you can say this team is competing for a national title. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well. They're competing for at least a Big Ten championship. Once you get to when you a, compete for a Big Ten championship, you compete for a national title. Say, You're that good. I'm gonna say once you start playing Boston College, Boston University, Minnesota Duluth, which I mean they split with UMass Lowell, who's a very good team, and yeah. they compete with all those. So I don't think it's out of the question. But the some of the East Coast schools and the Minnesota Minnesota schools are another level. Yeah, but Michigan State's been there before. Like they're one of the winningest programs in. Like no, yeah, I'm not saying it's not like it's not like they're out of care. It's not like it's out of character for Michigan State to be that level. No, and I'm not saying they're not going to be that level very soon. Just in year one in the Adam Nightingale trials, I think it would be. I mean, quite the Cinderella story to go from a team that lost. It would be the biggest story on campus. Lose 13 straight to make. I mean, if they make the Frozen Four, that would actually. My, my, I think my brain would explode. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. If they made the Frozen Four, yeah. Are we are, are we going that deep into this? Right? Are we? Uh, they're a wagon, so they're I don't three think and one against two mind, top ten team mind, countries last in the last year, four games. I, I, let, I mean, for those that have listened to the show long enough, know how I felt about the previous head coach of this hockey yes. team. Which, if anything, all with the success happening this year is because he was so bad at his job last year. But, um, I, I keep in mind we we have like. Over half a season left to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a team that won I'd one game. I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled with the tournament appearance. I'd be oh, over the yeah. moon. I'd be thrilled with, with them not uh, finishing last <laughs> in the Big Ten, which is what they've done pretty much since the Big Ten started. Uh-huh. Yeah, like they, Michigan State has never competed for a Big Ten title in hockey. I think a thing to remember too is this Penn State team was horrid last year as well. So they're in the midst of a huge turnaround too. Which again, it's early in the season. You have to take take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, they were ranked number eight, but maybe that was a little bit too high. Maybe they were overshot. We'll see. They be at two number one teams back to back for the yeah. first time ever, which is a crazy stat because how many times do teams do you face a number one back to back? Back to back, but splitting with Minnesota and then splitting with Michigan and Michigan State kind of dominated both those games. They Obviously, were the better team this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they let up two late goals. Um, in Friday's matchup, which ended up costing them that. And then they gave up a 3 nothing lead in the first period. At the end of one, or 10 minutes into the first period, they were up 3 nothing. At the end of one, it was 3-3. And then they scored four unanswered. I mean, 7-3 is a football score. 
and they just, I mean, Iowa Northwestern. I would say it's a big time West football score, but it's nonetheless, it's a football score. And they came out and won. And if they're going to put up points like that, I don't think it's going to be an an issue, especially with how uh, St. Cyr has looked in that. So touchdowns are better than field goals. And that was true for Michigan State hockey. Goals are better than no goals for Michigan State women's soccer, who unfortunately we've touched on them all year. The update for those that haven't been following the historic run, the Cinderella season, the best season in Michigan State women's soccer history is officially over. They lost to TCU in South Bend in the second round of the NCAA tournament, 1-0. And it's a bummer for them because for those that watched that game, again, they dominated that game. They had so many chances late. They hit the crossbar three times. Uh, a defensive mistake early gave TCU a goal within the first few minutes, um, and Michigan State was never able to get on the board after that. Kind of crazy because of all the close games that they had and the late-game Cinderella moments from players like Lauren DeBow and Cameron Evans and uh, the Gaynor sisters and Jordan Wickes. Um, but give credit where credit is due Jeff Hostler knows how to coach a soccer team, um, and the players that he had this year really bought into the program, and they deserve their flowers because they, they were one of the best stories all season long, and they were so much fun to watch. Um, I remember us three were watching them uh, a couple Fridays ago when Michigan State was playing Gonzaga. Uh, the first round of the NCAA tournament was going on at the same time, um, and it's just so exciting to have a, a good soccer team on campus like them. Um, and, and what a year it was. Just a historic year. Uh, and hopefully they can, you know, come back next year and do even better. Yeah, I got to catch the second half of this one. And like you said, they, MSU was in TCU's zone the entire second half pretty much and had opportunities. And they were, they played, they looked like the better team when I had the game on. Um, just couldn't get one to go. But I think there's a real chance that Jeff Hosler becomes the best coach not named Tom Izzo on this campus in time. I'd like, in two years, what he's done with the soccer women's soccer program, um, who was kind of, which was kind of down for a little bit, is crazy. Um, and this was a team that had national championship aspirations and um, really should be, should be. They played well enough to be in the Sweet Sixteen of the of the NCAA tournament, and um, yeah, just incredible job by Jeff Hassler. And I hope that um, they're able to look back on this season. I'm excited to hear from him tomorrow. Media availability, um, hear what he has to say. I want to know what he told his team because they have nothing to hang their heads about. That was a, a great run, and they played great um, all the way through the end of the year. So um, shout-out to Jeff Hostler. It was a lot of fun to uh, get back into soccer because the men's team um, was great in 2018, made the Final Four, so it was fun to get back into a, another Michigan State soccer season. Which I, And I think all of the sports with new coaches, there's been a lot over the last four years. Really the only face that feels like is still here is Tom Izzo. Yeah. Um, who just started his 28th year. So that when you see all of the success coming from hockey and basketball and soccer and just everything, volleyball is on the come up um, from where they were at, obviously having some struggles this year. Um, it just makes football even tougher, especially after the expectations that were set last I year. Think, I think something this goes more to talk about the job Alan Haller has done at Michigan State is Michigan State historically in non-rev sports does not care. Like basketball, football, they do their thing. Ba- or women's basketball and hockey are kind of like they have their success. But after that, like historically Michigan State, field hockey, whatever, I know they're still not great, volleyball, soccer. But now in the last couple of years, Alan Haller has gone out and gotten coaches 
And he's that, he's at every one of these and, events. And he's too. there. Yeah. You see him everywhere. Cross country shot. Cross country. Yeah. He's had a great he year. Won just the Big Ten. I, I, Tennis I, and golfer on the up yep, sit ups I, too. I just as a student at this school, it is nice. To, it, I do take pride in even the smaller sports and seeing them be successful and seeing the school want the athletic department wanting to be good at those as well. I think is will make even football and everything better. Making sure your entire athletic department is good cannot hurt. No, I, I think focusing on football and basketball is a bad idea. I, and, no, and, 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 and Haller has not done that. No, and I, and I couldn't agree more. And it's nice seeing the the non the non high revenue sports getting some love. And Haller's done some really nice things, like getting volleyball out of Jenison. Yeah, like that was so huge. Getting them to the Brez, um, just somewhere that more fans can come and enjoy because Jenison is a pretty miserable. Miserable. That's place. a tough. That's a <laughs> tough place to be. It can get hot in Jenison, even in the middle of winter. Um, speaking of hot, we're going to get into the pick'em here. It's another NFL Sunday, um, and I say speaking of hot because there is a person, a human being, currently sitting at this table who, in the last twenty-four picks spanning two weeks, has totaled three. Three losses. Matt Merrifield, what have you Round been doing? What do you drink? What are you eating on a Sunday morning? 10 and 2 last week, or 10 and 2 two weeks ago, 11 and 1 last Almost week. Almost went 12 and 0. Started, too. started the day 8 and 0 before the Cowboys hurt you. You're now sitting well in front by seven games at 42 and 36 on the season. I'm bringing up the rear still, still, uh, or no. You're 49 and 29. I'm 42 and 36. Slowik's 39 and 39. Liam, you got still some work. had an SRG. You got some up. work to do. 22 and 29. I don't care, about Matt. What is what is the deal? Give us the secret. Um, let's pay see. attention to the buy. Bet the Colts. Pay, pay, bet the Jets. Bet the Jets. Um, bet the Colts when Jeff Saturday is coaching. Yes. Um, I don't know about this week though. Enjoy your Saturday night, <laughs> and have a bowl of. Cinnamon Toast Crunch before you show up to the station in the morning. There you go. I think that's, that's, I think that's, that's the recipe to success. That's the recipe for success. Let's get into the picks. Lions at Giants. They're taking on the G-Men um, out there in New York. Giants favored by three. I heard through the grapevine where some of your guys' picks are going to go. Uh, give me the Giants to cover the three in this one. Um, Rodrigo is back for the Lions. I don't care. I, I got no faith. I got zero faith. Betting against the Lions has hurt me in the past, but it's also helped me. I still have yet to believe, despite the win against Chicago, um, down 17, I think it was, in the fourth quarter. 14. Uh, 14 it was. They came back and won. You know that pick six that Okuda had was like the first in like four years for the mm-hmm. Lions? And he's been balling. Yeah. Also he's been great. The 3,000th, 3,000th, I don't know why that sounds weird. Because uh, you're saying it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh Touchdown uh, for the Detroit Lions. That was the 3,000th. It was also the first time since 93 they won a game that they were down by 14 in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was a a historic game for them, but it was against the Chicago Bears. Which which is why I'm going to take the Lions today. Dan Campbell got his first win on the road, and he's going to do it in back-to-back weeks. Against Saquon? No. Matt. Saquad, yes. I got to see friend of the program, Trent Bally, yesterday for the first time since May. It was great to see him. He was in great spirits. Shout out Trent. Pete Trent. Mm-hmm. Trent looked like he had never left. He was 
it was a lot of fun to be around. Back in Gunson spirits. Back, back at Gunson, back the king of Gunson. I'm going with the Lions. One pride. Yeah, me too. This line could be um, a pick 'em. Lions plus three. I'm, I mean, or Lions minus three. I'm taking the Lions. They're winning this game. Um, Dan Campbell's got those got those guys playing well, and I'm just so I'm so I'm Lions, the Giants bad. are over the most overachieving seven and two team I've ever seen. So I, many one-score games against bad teams. I agree. They're they're pulling it off, and the I'm gonna, Eagles I'm are the start. same way. That the Eagles have a bunch of one-score games. Yeah, too. But, yeah, the but they also blew out the the Vikings, which is probably the best win any teams had in yeah. the NFL this and year. And the Eagles don't have Danny Dimes as their quarterback. Exactly, and they're they're the Lions are winning this game, and I'm about to think I'm about to look at p- possible wild card scenarios oh, on, on this Sunday evening. It's going to be a lot of fun. Give me the Lions. Oh God, Bears at Falcons. Falcons favored by three. Uh, I don't think the Bears recover from that tough loss um, against the Lions. I think they lose two in a row. Give me the Falcons to cover the three. This is a game that when I was going through looking at, I was like, oh, I want to stay away from that because I don't like anything about it. Um, I'll go Bears. I think Justin Fields is a legit quarterback, and he can really move, and I love me a good old-fashioned mobile quarterback. You know Justin Fields let you down a week ago, right? What are you talking about? Or was it you that had Justin Fields, Liam, rushing yards? Liam, I think it, and he Liam, hit it on one he, run. Yeah, he hit it. He had 129 oh, rushing no, yards. Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it was Jalen Hurts. Liam, you can, My make, apologies. you can make the pick. Go, go ahead and make your pick first. Uh, Justin Fields, again. I love Justin Fields. Um, and so I'm going to take the Bears. He's had he's on an historic run. He's he's, he's pointing up rushing numbers that Michael Vick never put up. So I agree. He's, he's, I, he's comparable to Lamar. Vick. He's better than Lamar right now. No, I'm this, saying this I'm last saying, month has been oh, better. Okay, this past, maybe, no, he's maybe not that, better than Lamar. Okay. This past month has been he, he's I, been playing I get better. Behind that. I'm saying his rushing yards year two are very very similar to Lamar. I know, but rushing since they started like two. actually realizing that they have one of the best mobile quarterbacks, he's unstoppable in the run game. He's he's been the best rushing best best month a quarterback has ever had rushing. I agree. Wait till he takes a shot. I I agree with Slowick. I'd love to like just not pick this game because both these teams aren't very good. Push. But I'm not taking a push. But what day did the Falcons play last week? Thursday. They Thursday. played on Thursday night football at home. Give me the Falcons. Man, they <laughs> sucked on Thursday night football. <laughs> Doesn't how they were horrible. They get the extra day or extra two days, whatever it is. Uh, Browns at Bills. Unfortunately, not the Snow Bowl. Bills are favored by eight here at Ford Field in Detroit. I know a lot of fans are going down to see Josh Allen. There's obviously some Cleveland fans that are local to the area um, that are going down to watch the Browns. Um, Minus eight, I think it could be minus 18. It could be minus 28. I'm getting nowhere near the Browns. I don't care that the Bills let me down last week. Actually, no, they still might have cover I forget if I won that game or not Vikings Bills what a game that was um, they didn't co- uh, Vikings yeah. Vikings went outright right yeah yeah, yeah. Bills I, were favored though I think I think I took the Bills in that one um but nonetheless I'm taking the Bills in this one and they're going to cover and they're going to cover by a lot I think they beat the Browns by 35 in this one I hate Cleveland give me the Bills I like the Bills okay yeah I mean I would I would shout out to uh Mike big Bills fan here at the station Mark Koch. No. No, Mark Koch is a Cleveland. Oh, it's Marucci. a battle of the Mike Marucci. Yeah, it's, the yeah, it's, it's a battle of the Mike. Mark Koch is no. a Browns fan. No. Marucci is the Bills yeah. fan. Is Marucci going to be there? Uh, Marucci is going to be there. So is Mark Koch. Yes. Um, they can fight. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be an <laughs> actual battle of the Mikes. Uh, but no, he told me He told me Bills were winning. He said that Buffalo is just going, or the Buffalo Bills, I should say, is going to be running Detroit for the next four days. And that the Bills, Bills have. Mafia. 
the Bills have a chance in the next two weeks to have the same amount of wins Don't as the Lions no, do no, in Ford Field this year. I would stop. Matt. The, the the Browns or sorry the Bills have lost two in a row in tough fashion. I think Josh Allen turns it around. I think uh, I agree. I think they put a, a show on today against Cleveland and put up a number. I'm taking so, the Josh who him Allen. I'm taking the Browns because I know Josh Allen has been. I hate you. He's he's hurt. He plays out. He's he's not playing. the The throws he's been making in the red zone are concerning. He has more red zone picks than any quarterback in the NFL this year. He's I think a gunslinger. I know, but he's. He's his elbow. I think his elbow is actually an issue. Um, and the Browns, the Browns defense isn't horrible. Brissett kind of sucks, but I think that um, I think the I think Chubb and Kareem Hunt are gonna have a good game, and I think they're gonna cover. You stink. And uh, Mr. Massage is in back for another week, I believe. I think he's back next. Yeah, week Yeah, that against comes Houston. back next week against the Texans, which is all the more reason I'm never, ever, 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 ever gonna bet on Cleveland. They stink. Um, Eagles minus six and a half at the Colts. Uh, Matt, we're going to lean on you for this one. The Eagles suffered their first loss last week on Monday night. Uh, Can Jeff Saturday do it again? He could. Will he? <laughs> Matt, I don't know. No. If anybody missed, if if anyone if anyone missed last week, Matt, Colts could win out or lose out. They could lose. They could mess they around. They could win every game or lose every That's game. A, that is a take. And oh God, give it to us. Mm. Gut. Six and a half at home. You're, you're getting six and a half at home. I can't not take the points. Yeah. Give me the Colts. Jeff 100%. Saturday. I the agree. drinking buddy. I think I think the Eagles win this game, but I'll take the Colts at home. I haven't bet on the Colts a lot this year, and it's let as me you, down. As, as you, Thank you. The Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Yeah. He beat. I, he, Run he, the he, damn ball. Josh McDaniels is the only coach that is worse than Jeff Saturday in the NFL. The only. Did you see the report? The only Cliff reason that he's not fired is because the Raiders don't have enough money to fire him. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they're cash poor. Is what they said. They can't. They don't have enough Cliff money Kingsbury to buy them. Is up there. Cliff Kingsbury is the best coach there. in the NFL. But I think it's, I I think it's a different about. tier of bad. Like Josh McDaniels is Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury's bad, but Liam's taking the Eagles. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't even five hundred at Texas Tech, and then he gets an NFL job. And look at that—he can't coach. Josh in the McDaniels, NFL. Only, like when they they got busted for filming other teams' practices, and since then he's won like four games. I I mean I'm not gonna sit here and say McDaniels is. Should even be a head coach, but I'm simply pointing out that he'll get a, a job in at New England. He'll after go back he gets to New fired, though. Yeah. Hey, with the next one on the here, all I, I all I have to say: Jets. Well, Jets at Patriots minus three and a half in Foxborough. Ready? One, two, three. J E T S. Jets. 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 Pats minus three. Yeah, Mike takes the pass. Of course. I, Zach Wilson's going to throw three picks today. I already Jets. know it. I, but I'm still taking the Jets. But the, but the Jets are going to win anyways. That's the best part or cover at least. This might be the most or big win. quarterback battle I've ever witnessed. This is today. the quarterback battle of all time. Okay. Not, not the best. Who's starting for the Pets? Mac, 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 Mac and Attack. Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Mac and Cheese. Rams at Saints minus two and a half. The Saints are the home favorites. Um, they don't really get much of the home field advantage of three points. I'll take the Rams for that reason. Uh, both of these teams let me down last week, um, especially the Rams, not only in the pick em, but in the gambling corner. Very disappointing. Um, they're going to redeem me this week. Cup is gone. Gone. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford gone. Matt Stafford's uh, back, or is, he's coming back. Is he? Pl- is he for sure playing today? I think he's playing today. Someone double check that, but he's definitely not gone for too long. Information we should know. Yeah, like yeah. I need to Tally. know if Matt's playing. Um, Frat Matt. Yeah. You know what? Either way, I I don't think the Rams are actually them, and I want the Lions to get a better draft pick. Give me the Saints. I'm looking up if Matt Stafford's playing real quick. This is good. 
podcast. Matty Ice. Uh, I am also looking at the thing. Uh, uh, he's good to go. Or no. No, yeah, he's playing. So yeah. Matt Stafford's in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> go Frogs, Andy Dalton, even though he sucks too, but give me the Saints at home. Jameis is upset that he's not playing. He so. should be. Jameis, this is the better quarterback. This is a game where I'm going to take the Rams, and if they lose, I'll be happy because it helps the line. So, um, and Stafford's back. And Allen Robinson has been disappointing, but they still have they're That's, still a better team in the same. Ben Skoranek, their new wide receiver, one. Nothing like Detroit draft talk in November. Panthers at Ravens, biggest line I believe of the week. It sure is. Ravens at home against the wretched Carolina Panthers. Minus 13. Wait, is Sam Darnold playing quarterback? Why is this line 13? I don't know, but... Because the Ravens are the um, best team in the NFC. AFC, AFC, sorry. Wow. That is a take I don't hate. I think we talked about this last year. I mean, is there a good team in the... I feel like the AFC has been so disappointing this year, though. The AFC has the best teams in football. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to, but I, I would argue the NFC does. There's the Chiefs, the Bills, yeah, the Chiefs and the and Ravens. Bills. Okay, Viking, all... Vikings, Eagles. There's two. Seahawks. <laughs> Shout out K9 in East Lansing Gino this Smith. weekend. I wish there was a bigger crowd there to like you know, Gino. say hi to him. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they won the game for him, you know? Um, hey, running back showed out for Ravens him, Ravens minus 13. I'm going to say that the Panthers cover this. That's a lot of points. That's the Ravens so points. have been good, but they've also lost some games that they really shouldn't. Um, I think they they could be the best team in the NFL, but they don't have the record to back it up. So I'm going to take the Panthers. Ravens still win by a touchdown, but not two. God, give me the Ravens. I guess Vegas always knows, but that is so many points that I don't like. You don't think Vegas knows it's going to actually be like 11 instead of 13? I think it's going to be a push, and we're all just going to get one point. Oh, there we go. Then guess the push. Give me the Panthers. That's too, that's too many points. It's so many as points. Long as, so I have the many same, points. as long as I have the same pick as Matt, I'm happy. I'm I'm okay with that too. It means you can't catch up in this. <laughs> Shut up, Ravens. Um, if I'm going to say they're the best team in the AFC, I have to back them. So, yeah, I was about to say you don't really have anywhere to go. Commanders, the road favorites, minus three points at the Texans. The Texans stink, but so do the Commanders. Um, I'm totally going to take a nap during this game. Uh, I'll take the Commanders though to cover the three. Is Heineke still behind, under center? I believe so. Give me the Commanders. Take da- Davis Mills. I was going to say Davis Mills. Taylor <laughs> Heineke. That's a game. I mean, I was at a local establishment on Monday watching the Commanders. Punk. Punk. The Philadelphia wait, wait, wait. Eagles. They played on Monday? They played, yeah. on, Mo- they played on Monday. At, and All the more here, reason. They, thank you. So I almost forgot about that. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. Give me Davis Mills. Short week. They're going to lose. No, give me Texans. You know you didn't take the Eagles who played on Monday, right? No, that's a good thing. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. The, the, the short week and you go on the road. You're not covering the six. Give me the Dan. Give me the Texans too. Home Damn. dog. Yeah, I, the Texans are really bad. I'm gonna take the Commanders. I, Davis Mills is gonna Bryce Young or CJ Stroud's gonna look great uh, in Houston next year. Raiders at Broncos minus two and a half. The Raiders taking on Danger Russ in his dangerous Mile High City. That Subway sandwich is very good, by the way. Is it really? I've said this last week. I've had it three times. <laughs> um, it's pepperoni, bacon, provolone cheese, ham, uh, banana peppers, green green peppers, tomato, lettuce, mayo, and mustard. Is there I've room s- for that's bread? so sick that I know the entire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, And it, it's uh, Italian herbs and cheese. I can't believe Toasted. you. I can't believe 
you stooped and lost so much dignity that you walked into a subway you, establishment well, and said, no, yes. can, you, I, can, can I get, get the dangerous? dangerous? No, no. Do you want to know the worst part about it is they took it off so I have to remember it and that's why I know it because I just make it myself now <laughs> so I like it that much. Yeah, they took it off. I feel like it was only on there for like two weeks. Yeah, it was. It was it's well, they not saw his them. play on the field. Right. Couldn't, they couldn't said, have this can't, be, this can't be good for our advertising. I'm going to take the Raiders though. Um, I think they win this game, let alone cover the two and a half. So what do I what do I like more, bad coaching or bad quarterback play? Because that is what this game is going to be. Bad quarterback play. Mm. There's bad coaching on both sides. Hackett's yeah. not a great coach either. <laughs> yeah, you're true. Uh, I guess give, give me the Raiders. Devontae's the best player in this game. Matt, tell me why you want the Broncos. The, if it was, oh, no, God. <laughs> this is, these two teams suck. <laughs> you know what? I'm surprised this isn't a... Uh, uh, Simply because, game. <laughs> right? It should be. Derek Carr shed tears at his post game presser. He loves being emotional, but and I love it. I love Derek Carr, and I I'm I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Simply Devontae because. Adams is expected to play as well. I give me the Raiders. I don't even care. Broncos. If Josh, everybody goes to the Raiders, Josh McDaniels is so bad. Yeah, and but so is Nathaniel Hackett. Which but, I'm sorry, you're a professional head coach. Nathan, drop Nate. Your name is Nate. <laughs> I'm, na- drop I, Nathaniel. I don't, I don't know if I. <laughs> Imagine getting yelled at. You're, you make ten million dollars and you get yelled at by a guy named Nathaniel. That's uh, a tough world to live in, man. I'm, Cowboys. I wouldn't at, listen to him. Cowboys <laughs> at Vikings. Merrifield would be a bad listener if he was on an NFL roster. I'd be an active listener. Vikings are fa- shut up. <laughs> Vikings are favored by a point and a half at home. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys. I think they stink. This has a chance to be a good game, though. But after what the Vikings did last week, to come back home uh, to that atmosphere, that place is going to be rocking. Um, I think the Vikings do cover a point and a half. They probably win this only by like three or four, but I do think they win. Oh yeah, I, I'm smashing Kirk, and then sadly, what? When I, what? Whoa, whoa, hold up! I'm smashing Kirk over 250 passing yards. That was yeah. I, the pause was not at a great time. That is on me. Yep, throw the flag, Merrifield. Uh, I think the Vikings win by quite a bit. Bunk. Matt, are you smashing Kirk or are you taking the Cowboys? Well, I'm not married to Kirk, so I don't think he would allow that to happen. Oh, but. man, this is a radio right, show, bored. guys. All right, give me your pick. <laughs> anyway. We got to get careful here. Um, Kirk at one o'clock. There you go. Uh, also, the Cowboys insane. screwed me last week. So, if I want to go on some miracle run to come back in this pick, I got to be bold. So, I'm going to take the boys here. <laughs> you need more than a mir- You need there to be 15 games that it's you pick marathon. and we don't. It's a marathon. <laughs> it's a marathon. Okay. We're running out we of, a lot of football we're running out of NFL like. season here. Soon we're going to get into college basketball and NBA. Oh, then I'll come back. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good Lee, point. Don't you not, graduate not in, college in December? <laughs> that's true. I won't even be able. To, I won't even be picking those. You can, you can pick from home. You know, okay. Bengals I'll minus three and a half at Steelers. The Steelers are horrible. Feel bad for Pittsburgh fans, but at the same time, I don't. You know, because they're like Penguins fans. Um, Bengals minus three and a half though. On the road, they've been disappointing. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover this. Actually, Bengals in all white. They're wearing the all whites. Ooh, can I submit to change my pick? Yeah, you nope. can because I'm going to take the Steelers too. No takesy-backsies. TJ Watt is You had a takesy-backsie earlier this year. TJ yeah, w- but we changed it since then. Oh, funny how the rules just work in your favor the one <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> Sometimes happens. TJ Watt is going to tear up that Bengals offensive line. Joe Burrow is probably <gasps> not excited to play in this game. Steelers so, covering. I mean, you said Steelers. Mm-hmm. There's a one d- team here is good. 
The other one is not, and that's the Steelers. They suck. And Kenny Pickett played a good game analysis. last week. And, and, well, this is the big part. Here's the take. The Bengals are coming off a bye. That's another bad coach, though. Zach Taylor's a bad coach. Yeah, but it's Joe Burrow. Joe Burski. Merrifield he, he and... can't do much when he's on the ground. He's not... Oh, TJ Watt's getting in the back matter. all the night. Pittsburgh secondary. evening. Pittsburgh secondary is, like, another level of bad. But. Merrifield and Slowick are going with the boys in the stripes. Chiefs minus five at Chargers. Uh, contender for game of the week as far as talent. There's some closer lines, but those are just against teams that are horrible. Um, Chiefs at Chargers. The Chargers are not great, but Chiefs minus five on the road. This just feels like a game that they lose that they're not supposed to, like when they lost to the Colts earlier this year. So I'm going to go out on a limb and take the Chargers. I need to come back against Merrifield, too. I gotta, I gotta make up ground somewhere. Over to Slowick. I don't, I don't hate that pick for the Chargers. Um, Juju just got knocked out, so I don't think he. I still think he's not sure where he is, and he's not playing today. But I'll still go with the Chiefs. I think Travis Kelsey has a big game. Hmm. Liam, you can go. I'm still processing. MVP, Mahomes. That's just you can't do that. You're the leader. We I should can, make I, you I, go first. You don't have time to process. I, why do you think I'm in the you lead? You don't need to <laughs> also, process because you've been you said, cheating and waiting for everybody else to make also, their picks. Also, time out. You said Kirk at one. He's playing at 425. So Is it the Fox ooh. game? I mean, I already made my pick. but I'm unfamiliar with. I'm pretty sure it's the game of the week. Never mind. Yeah, it is uh, the game of the week. But. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no Dixie bags. It's not prime time, but it is the game of the week. But, or, but um, the Cowboys screwed me over last week. So. So who are you picking like, in the Chiefs at oh, Chargers? Chiefs at Chargers. <laughs> Laying five at home in a rivalry game on primetime. Give me the Chargers. Ew. Chiefs. Yeah. I mean Wait, I th- why am I always with Liam? He's in the last place where I'm in trouble. I mean, you know. I'm not far ahead of you. Uh, Niners minus eight at Cardinals to cap off the week. That's on Monday night in Arizona. Um, the best-looking quarterback in the NFL takes on the smallest quarterback in the NFL. Baby Yoda. Wait, hold up. Though. Wait, I'm paused. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, what you said is completely factual. It's also yeah, it's totally true. true. Yeah, so can but. we not give me a pause for that? Uh, the Niners are favored by eight here against the Cardinals. That's too many points. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home. Come on, that's weird. I don't like Kyler. I don't know if Kyler's playing. He didn't play last week. Um, if they come Colt into this, Colt McCoy was a dog. Though. I mean, Colt McCoy also ooh, got ooh. hurt. So there, I believe the Cardinals' starting quarterback this week. There's a solid chance it's Trace McSorley. Um, Throw it. Can we play that song <laughs> <laughs> if we have, when we get the music back. Yeah, uh, I'm playing that. That's the Pick'em song. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, I'm gonna take the 49ers. I think they win by ten, and that's a cover. Matthew. Um. It takes the Niners have the better coach, the better team, the best, the running, back. The better the best running back, but looking quarterback. Eight, eight, seven days ago, I sat in the seat. It, this is the same situation as last week. The Cardinals are eating eight in a rivalry game on primetime at home. I hate Cliff Kingsbury with every, fi- every fiber in my body. Not everyone, but a lot of them. Most. Most. Best coach. More than one should. Oh, give me the Cardinals. I hate. I don't I even like that pick. Matt is going with the best coach in the NFL. Chris McSorley? Over Liam. <laughs> Niners. 
I mean, McSorley starts, I feel slightly better about it. <laughs> I need. Not that it makes a difference. I need. Um, I just love watching Shanahan's offense, especially with McCaffrey. He's just a wizard. And um, yeah, I mean, the Niners is just much better team. Kyler is questionable coming into the game. All the more reason. Well, if he's, they he's they can only do better if they play Colt McCoy. Hamstring. That's a nagging. My injury. first ever memory of Colt McCoy is him losing his undefeated season to Alabama at the start of their dynasty when I was in fifth we're back. grade. That was Sam. <laughs> now he play- Oh, I know. That's what they were coming back from. Their, oh, their that's what they were back injury. from, right? Yeah, was <laughs> that was the last time they were relevant? Horns down, you know. Oh, well, horns up on ba- their basketball team. Oh, oh, Texas is the national champion that, of I the 2022-23 season. Chris Beard is a great coach, but he's a traitor. I feel bad for I, Tech. I, I hope agree. every time Tech and Texas play, I hope that Tech. But also, the crap but also, it's it's the character arc of Chris Beard, where he's going to do the same thing at Texas that he did at Tech. Um, and he's going to get to a Final Four, but this time he's going to win. So he's going to do it with two different teams, both in the same state, both rivals. That's pretty darn cool, No, he's right? a great coach. I just hope that – I, I root for Tech when they play – Oh, I do too. Horse. How do you not root for Tech? I, I root for Texas Tech in every single game they play. Chris Beard, future Michigan State basketball coach. I don't think he's leaving Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, think I don't he, think so I think he either. likes Texas too much. I would, no, which is crazy that now Texas is a basketball state. Oh, well, yeah, and I mean – if you're going to make a lot of money, Texas is not a bad place to live. I mean, Baylor, Houston, Texas, Baylor lost Texas Tech, to Virginia. A&M. But they're still really Virginia's good. A&M, good. I know. I know, A&M, I know. Who, A&M yeah. who is supposed to be good. And, uh, don't, 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 don't lump A&M they're into bad. that conversation. That's disrespectful to the other four. What was the score when they played Colorado? They were ranked 24 coming into the year. They lost by, like, 40. Yeah, they, they lost to, to... No, they lost by 30. They lost to Murray State, and then they played Colorado and lost... Yeah, I'm saying they were supposed to be good. Also, Colorado, Colorado <laughs> did beat Tennessee, who was a final was a sleeper Final Four pick, and they still are. Um, Viscovi is one of the best players in the country. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, more college football, NFL, college basketball, whatever we want. There might even be some CFL, but it's unlikely after what happened last week with Matt Merrifield. It's the gambling corner here on the Green and White Report. Cue the music. Cue the bets. Get your dollars ready, ladies and gentlemen. Singular come one, dollar. Come That's all. all. The gambling corner is taking place right here on the Green White Report. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. Uh, none of us really did anything good last week except for Liam. Um, I had a crazy hit. I don't know what you're talking Liam about. Liam went crazy. I went one and two. The only bet that I hit last week was the over-under on Western and Central, which I got a little help from the weather, but that line was already... That line was 55 and a half when I saw it. I think the total in that game was 22, so shout out me. I lost my other two. Sloak, you had the pick... I mean, Liam went three, you know, but you had the call of the week, 100%. You went one and two. The only one that you hit was in the National Hockey League, uh, and you hit it in a crazy fashion. Oh, yeah, no. I said the Kraken were going to win, but I also said how they were going to win. It's like they're going to have a lead, they're going to come back, they're going to go to overtime, and then they're going to finish the deal in overtime. So if you bet Kraken Moneyline in overtime, parlayed those two together, oh that is quite the hit. That's so maybe you should listen to me. Home. I mean, I'm a hockey guy, so maybe listen to my hockey takes. Do not listen to anything else that I'm going to say because I will probably be wrong on all of them. Merrifield, tough inaugural week for you. Uh, zero in the win column. The CFL bets didn't really go your way, huh? Yeah, no, they did not, but... 
I have one ready for this week. So okay, let we'll, we'll, so we'll get are, to are we it. Are allow this when you claim to be the CFL guy? And you, I never <laughs> claimed to be the CFL too. guy. I just claimed I would bet on the CFL. Fair enough. That, I mean, you got to be in a dark to, place to be betting on CFL. I have to make um, a confession. I didn't cheat. But yeah, there's some but, shady but, stuff going on with Williams' pick. Everything that comes before, you had, but at the end of the show, irrelevant. I had one of my picks was Shea Gilders Alexander over tw- over 27 and a half points. I didn't realize they were playing at noon. So when I I looked at my phone after the show, he had 17 points by the time I, I made my pick <laughs> in the game in the first half, and he did score like 42. Questionable. Well, I was gonna. Bet. I mean, yeah, he hammered. He the scored over, 27. So. I, after I typed the it. Show. I typed it before the game. Started. I was gonna pick. Uh, a bet for the Qatar Ecuador game that is currently being played. The opening game of the World Cup is start. The World Cup started this morning, but the game kicked off as the show opened. So I'm like, the bet would forget be, the bet, that. Do a the live bet, bet. The, I mean, the bet. I like live bet with five minutes left. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our picks. My first one goes to the National Collegiate Athletic Association. I stole this pick from everybody here on the show. I think everybody wanted this one. Um, Kentucky and Gonzaga play in Spokane. Today, but not at the doghouse or whatever they call it. It's not in Gonzaga's. Um, really, arena. I mean, it's still home court. I know, but it kind of sucks. Yeah, that's weird. Them. Where are they playing? I don't know. I just know it's. it's Thanks not. for the insight. Um, <laughs> it is an insight. You didn't know they weren't playing. There. <laughs> Kentucky is, uh, or excuse me, Gonzaga's favored by. I think the last time I looked was two and a half. Um, I think this is Kentucky money line all the way at plus one sixteen odds. Updated by one Zach Slowick to plus one fifty five. Uh, give me the Wildcats. That's a big update. Yeah, that is. Um, and all the more reason to get your dollars worth uh, with the best big man in the country in Oscar Shibwe. Uh I'm also going to stick with basketball, but I'm going to flip it to national basketball. NBA. The association, as one yes, might say. The association. I'm going to go Steph Curry over four and a half threes. It's plus bold. 115. Who do they play tonight? It is bold. I don't even it's know, but I just cool. I just think Steph's going to hit over it quite a bit, especially, and the reasoning behind it is Clay has been struggling. The Warriors have been struggling. Lot. So I think Steph, it will just pull up from the logo like five times and hit five of them. So that's over four and a half. The Warriors tonight play the Rockets on the road. The Rockets are rocketing downwards at 3-13. and 13. They're in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes right now. Merrifield... Let's start with some soccer, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, soccer, and it is soccer. And after the game on Friday afternoon, this coming week on Black Friday, when Michigan State or Michigan State, when the U.S. plays Wales, or wow, when the U.S. plays England on Friday afternoon, it will officially be soccer, not football. But until then, the first game starts tomorrow for the United States. They take on Wales. This is a game the United States will draw. Now, to to be clear for. The listeners, you can bet home, draw, or away uh, in the group stages. There's no lines or anything. Now, I don't bet soccer, so I don't know if that's a theme with the rest of you can soccer betting. You can still bet the line, but you can bet, like, instead of a money line of who will win, you can also bet on a draw. Right, right, right. So, so it's, think, it's just home, away, and draw, though. It's not, there, I didn't see any over-unders. Uh, I didn't over-under see any. Over-under is two and a half. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, I and they have a line set. They do it like hockey. Where they set it, at least for this game, it's set at United States, like minus or uh, laying a goal a, or half a goal, but then it's minus one eighty five. Like or, I don't know, it's weird how it works. Right, soccer um, betting. But anyway, stay away from it. United States, they're going to come in to Qatar and draw against Wales because I don't know if this. I think the United States is making out of the group stage, 
We will see. Maybe. We'll Maybe. See. We'll see. More uh, to come later. Liam, over to you. Yeah, my, my thought process behind this pick, um, I wanted to stray away from sports we've talked about, and I'm going to go with a golf pick, and we I came up when we were leaving the Villanova game in the cold, me, you, and Michael Markach, and I did get sad because we were talking about not knowing you're playing your last round of the season really sucks. You it's are, a big bummer. Yeah, I, I want to play around thinking that, like, enjoying that this I feel is like, my last I round. I feel like we can get, like, the weather a, really messed that we up. We can get, like, one more 48-degree day, and you just play through the snow, get a yellow or an orange ball. Yeah, I mean, I... You I, can't putt, but you can just give yourself two putts on every green. That, which is or generous. Or as my hat says, my hat says three putts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway... Uh, that I picked this because I, I want to live vicariously through Bo Hostler today at the RSM Classic. Um, he's currently eighth or ninth in the in the standings. I have him at a top five finish plus five fifty to finish top five. I thought about having him win, but that's like plus thirty two hundred. So I'm gonna go Bo Hostler top five finish at the RSM Classic in Georgia. Shout out! He, we talked about visors last week. Bo Hostler's advisor guy. I am sticking on the hardwood because it's college basketball season and there's literally no better time of the year. I will not hear any arguments. Don't at me. Um, Colorado, who just beat two ranked teams in a row in Tennessee and Texas A&M um, in their two ranked games that came in a row. And they didn't have back-to-back ranked games. Uh, they're favored by one and a half at Boise State. Um, those odds are at minus 115. I think Colorado smashes this. I think they, they win this game by 10, 12, 15, 20. Um, so give me Colorado for sure and that one at minus one and a half. I was going to bet on the U.S. men's national game against Wales. I had them winning. Um, Matt stole my thunder. So, so rude. I, I I'm pivoting. He is, he is the godfather of the gambling court. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just I'm gonna pivot off. So originally I was like, oh, look at you. It's Saturday. making the adjustment. Yeah, adjusting on the fly. Change the game plan. Michigan Ohio State line came out. Ohio State's favorite. They came by... out last night. I, don't 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 be stealing my thunder now. Oh, you... steal it. Don't do it. Never mind. The line changed, so I won't talk about it. You'll talk about it. Um. So I'm going to go to a, a game, another rivalry game, South Carolina at Clemson. South Carolina getting 14 points. Clemson favored by 14. Wow. Even though South Carolina just bullied Tennessee. Yeah, we, d- d- punked, trounced, so, thrashed. I, I, Most I, points scored by an unranked team against a top five team since 1936. And once money, once the money line opens up, I think that might be a better bet. But for now, plus 14, minus 110, South Carolina at Clemson. Book it. I didn't have Joe Milton playing in Week 11 on my bingo card this year for Tennessee, but well, I had a, I would have assumed that prayers for Hendon Hooker. Gosh, yeah, honestly, geez. such a bummer. I, it is unfortunate. I would have bet that Tennessee was up by 30 in that game, and that's why he played in Week 11 or Week 12, mm-hmm. whatever week we're in. Not 11. Tennessee being down by 30, but anyways, am I up? Is it my you turn? are okay, up? Okay, so uh, going by me. the order of me, Sloak, and then you. Sloak just made his pick, which means you would be next. Yes. Okay, so. The CFL screwed me over oh, last week. Oh, God. For those that don't know, today is the Grey Cup. The champion, the, the World the, Cup the, of the, the CFL. The, world, the yes. Super Bowl. <laughs> the Super Bowl of Canadian football, which Canadian football is the true form of football, for those that know. It's the, it's, it's the you, NBA championship if, of the if CFL. If you've never sat down and watched a CFL game, I highly recommend you do for the Grey Cup. Where it can is, where can they watch it? Oh, God. Let me, <laughs> I'll check. I'll, let, I'll, 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 I'll have that information joking. soon. But... <laughs> Anyways, it's got to be like TSN or Win- something, Win- right? Winnipeg, the Blue Bombers are, Great really, name. are really good. And 
They're favored by five and a half. Do you even know this information to be true? I, I know that they are very good. They're 13 and three this year. Who are you to say they're very good? <laughs> I, they're 13 and three. <laughs> but they're favored by five and a half. They're going to cover, and they're going to win the Grey Cup. All right. I believe they've won like three of the last four Grey take Cups. The, take, the, not... take the Blue Bombers. I'm going, since I went 3-0, and oh, I'm, I'm going to try to make it a little harder on myself because, you know, I love adversity. So Wow, you're taking a first basket. Oh, thanks for stealing my thunder. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of juice on this one, plus 600. DeMontis Sabonis, first basket in the Pistons game tonight. Um, he can get it anyway. Um, it's not, it doesn't have to be a two. It, it could be a two, three. Um, I didn't see. Oh, it's first score. So he could be a free throw as well. So plus 600, that's a bonus, gets the first bucket. Um the Kings have been kind of an electric factory recently. They dropped 150 on the on the Nets last week. Um, Sabonis is playing well. Fox is playing well. But Sabonis will get the first basket against the Pistons tonight. Probably just, going right through Marvin Bagley. I just saw the other day, again, I saw it years ago. I don't know how long ago it was. But the best, the single best DeMontis Sabonis video that exists, and it's not even a highlight of his, it's in some European game. I don't even know. Um, you might have seen this before. But he goes up for a dunk and gets blocked, and the ball like goes over the rim into the corner. So the guy that blocks him is like staring him down. They're looking face-to-face to each other right under the basket, um, and he's you know getting all in Sabonis's face. And you can see Sabonis look to the corner, and his eyes light up, and he just starts yelling. And what happened was the shot got blocked. The ball went to the corner to Sabonis's teammate, who came and then threw it down Absolutely posterized the guy that blocks Sabonis. I've never seen So him. he turns around and just gets lit up by this guy, and they go crazy. It's one of the best videos I've ever seen. you got to remind, it, remind me to show you after the show. Shout out to Monta Sabonis for that. That's a great video. It's not even his own highlight. Love it. Uh, Slowick almost stole my thunder. I'm going to steal my own thunder here. Michigan and Ohio State, that line is out. I referenced it earlier in the show. This is a line that scares me if I'm a Michigan fan. It's gotten larger as because, well. Yeah, because Vegas always knows... And I, I think the the worst part about this is that uh, so Michigan is getting nine and a half in the shoe at minus one ten odds as of yesterday. Now it's up to ten. Um, and again, I don't think Vegas believes Ohio State is ten points better than Michigan. I think they believe Ohio State's ten points better than a Blake Corumless Michigan. Um, so if Blake Corum is not healthy for that game, we might be looking at an undefeated Ohio State as the number one team or number two team in the country in the CFP in a couple of weeks. Taking on the Boilermakers. What? What? In the Big Ten Championship. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have no idea who's going to win the West. Uh, I think with... What even happened yesterday? Because they were all just back and forth. Minnesota they, lost they, to Iowa. They kept yeah. showing the scoreboard for the different lost. West games, and every game was under a total of 20 points. Minnesota lost. I think Wisconsin per- beat Nebraska. Yeah, and yeah, I, barely. Think, I think Purdue might have clinched that. It's going to be close. So my last one, Liam went first basket. I'm going to go first touchdown in the Colts-Eagles game. I have two people on my list here. It's... Plus 550, and I'm going to let Matt pick who's going to score the first touchdown in that game out of those two. Oh, no. It's Uh, between Jalen Hurts rushing or Jonathan Taylor rushing, 
plus 550 for whoever gets in the end zone, and all of this is going to be on that. They have the same Matt. odds for a rushing touchdown? You put, yeah. You put your what? fantasy For the team. first touchdown. That's Hold weird. You, you should know better than that. No, after that's la- what, After last week, take you asked me Matt Taylor, Collins, and yeah, I screwed I, your fantasy team. Matt, Matt was the reason I lost in fantasy last Don't week, so I, I'm going to put him in a hot seat once again, and you pick right now is a Jonathan Taylor or Jalen Hurts who gets in the end zone. Josh, Josh, Jonathan are, Taylor. Are you going to hold this against him if this is wrong? Oh, absolutely. It's cheap. Give me Taylor. All right, Roman John Taylor, Taylor first rushing touchdown so plus five fifty. So he can't right. lose there because he win, if he wins, it counts towards his record. If he loses, wait, no, wait, he's going to play it counts against yeah. my record now. No, no. His. I'm saying if he oh, lo- if oh. he wins, it's it counts it. against mine. But then I just have another thing to yell at you about. Great, <laughs> I love that. Fell uh, for the bait, trapped him. <laughs> All right, my last pick, some college hoops. I think uh, I love. It's early. a great day for college it hoops is. today. There's there are four or five fantastic I, games. I just love preseason tournaments in college basketball. Number one, the They're names the are awesome. They're in the ran- most random ass locations, yep. and like what even this is what the Continental Tire one. I think they're playing. Yeah, whatever, whatever it's whatever called. it's called. Baylor and UCLA. Both these out. teams lost. UCLA lost to Illinois. Baylor lost to Virginia, which I was shocked by. But I never. I don't like Mick Cronin. Um, I even after state lost to UCLA in the first four two years ago. I just have a disdain for UCLA basketball, and I love Baylor. Sick them. Um, so give me Baylor minus two and a half over UCLA this afternoon. This Matt, Baylor Matt. UCLA tournament is simply titled the main event. The main event. It That's is awesome. the. Main, it's not even it's the, the main, main event. event of the day. There's like. Okay. Okay, I'll give Slowick and Merrifield one guess at the state um, that Michigan State last played Villanova in in their in a preseason tournament. What. Continent. Well, what what state of the United States of America? Is it, ter- is it, is it a territory or is it a state? It's, it's a state. It's, it's, one, of, it's, it's, it's one of the fifty. It's one of the fifty. You each get one guess. Which when were when was the state? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Idaho. When was the state annexed into the union? No, no. Just I guess. need I need some. <laughs> just guess. Two thousand two. It wasn't annexed in two thousand two. They played. It wasn't. I guess was it, Idaho. It was not Idaho. Was it? Was it in mainland? United States. I'm not telling you that. Why? Because if yes, oh, if you I, went with the wrong one. It's oh, Alaska. Alaska. Oh, I thought you said why. Yeah, they played no, in the Hawaii. great. They played in the great Alaska shootout in no. 2002, and they lost. That's you had the you had the right idea no. though. You said is it mainland, and Liam <laughs> gave it like, away. I remember last time State played in the Maui, other than like 2015 or 2016, whatever it was. But anyways, Liam, your final pick to close off the gambling corner. Um, I almost said Michigan State, and then I almost said Trenton. What the heck is going on? Where is your brain? <laughs> Detroit, the Lions, have had troubles containing mobile quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones is a sneaky mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take his over 36 and a half rushing yards. Justin Fields did it for me last week. Emphasis um, on the sneaky. <laughs> yeah. I was about to just say mobile, and I was like, that's not true. Uh, he did reach the fastest speed a quarterback's gotten, was it two or three years ago, when he tripped up and had a— When he fell. Yeah. So he can move. He was flying. Yeah, so 36 and a half rushing yards, he'll go over, and that's my last pick. Too fast for his own good. If you have a gambling problem or just a problem with any of us, uh, you can call 1-800-270-7117. If it's a personal problem with us, I don't know that they'll help you. But if it's a gambling problem, <laughs> they'll be able to take care of you. Uh, as we get towards the end of the show here, um, this is an exciting topic, segment, discussion we have. In or out, everybody's favorite um, we're going to start with the non-scorching hot one that there's there's a lot of contention around. Um, our first one that was inspired by um, 
Zach Slowick and Liam Jackson's living room last night is peanut butter whiskey. What the because <laughs> they they had it on their table, and I was over there prepping for the show. We're watching college football, and Liam was just sipping on some peanut butter whiskey like it was water, dude. <laughs> I, I had not, I had a not, not, not the amount, but like oh, yeah. you just took it smooth, oh, like yes. it was nothing. And I that's just absolutely disgusting to me. I'm out on peanut butter whiskey. You know, whiskey itself is okay, but but I've had peanut butter whiskey before. My friend was like, "Here, try this. It'll be good." I was like, "Do I do I need like a chaser or anything? Do I need to mix it?" And he was like, "No, it's fine. Like it's it's not even anything." And I almost threw up immediately. Big out on peanut butter whiskey. Well, obviously, I mean, I think it's really good. And I used to work at a liquor store for years, and w- people would buy peanut butter whiskey and great Fago together and have like a peanut butter and jelly drink. So I've never That's tried that. The but, nastiest thing I've ever heard. But great Fago and, and peanut butter whiskey together apparently is a combo. People Context enjoy. for our listeners: Liam Jackson's forty-five years old. Yes, <laughs> twenty-two years old. About to be twenty-three. One month You're- from today. Let's oh, go. I, nice. I feel like a child. No, you are. Um, <laughs> I am. I if I I'm out on all type like all dark liquor. Um, I, I'm not a huge whiskey guy in general. Um, but shout out my boss for buying it for me, so I'm in. Matt, you're not allowed to have. I'm no. I'm you're not allowed to have the whiskey. What, what is what is whiskey? It, it's it's a dark liquor. It doesn't right. taste What's good. Liquor? It doesn't. I hardly know her. It's. <laughs> Okay. Uh, another one that Liam and I talked about um, is sleeping. We, we were more discussing sleeping on road trips, whether it be um, in a plane or a car, whatever auto uh, I motor vehicle that I you choose. I assume this is because I was asleep on the you couch. Were I literally had to turn out on the, the volume up on the TV because Slowick is snoring. He threw, he threw a pillow on top of you because you were snoring, and you just started cuddling it. I woke up with the pillow <laughs> underneath my head. So, <laughs> What time did you wake up? Uh, 6 a.m. Nice, and then went back um, to bed. But Liam told me that he can't sleep in the car, um, whether when he's whenever he's on a road trip or in a plane. I have had some of the best sleep in my life taking naps in the car. I'm in on this. I know this is one that people you know are kind of fifty fifty. The general public is split on. Obviously, Liam, you're out. I you think can't, you can't I'm, get to sleep in the car. I guess I'm I'm out, but I wish I could be right. That's able fair. to. I just can't fall asleep in a car. Oh, I can fall plane. asleep anywhere. Yeah, we learned that last night. Uh, night. I slept the whole plane ride to Maryland. Yeah, okay, here's a quick little story. (laughs) Me and Zerdenic, on the way to Maryland, we want to watch a Houston-Tulane game on the TV in front of us. We want to talk about the game. I'm sorry. We want to talk about the game, and Slowik was talking about how he wanted, because it was a a red-eye flight at night, and Slowik was like uh, talking about how he's tired. So we said, okay, you can have the window seat or the aisle seat. So so Zach and I were going to stay up and talk. And he said, no, I'll stay up. But we are not even reached, like, we are still in the, like, the process of taking off and he's snoring in the middle of us and he gets mad at us throughout the flight because me and Zerdenic are talking over him and he's like moving <laughs> around putting his headphones on stronger and we're like dude I was we, mad. Told, we told you hours before this flight that you could sit and uh, me and Zerdenic let me and Zerdenic sit next to each other because we were planning on t- talking about this game nope so yes you do fl- you, you, you but you, I stayed awake the whole I- Illinois selfish trip. sleeper Sleep- yeah, yeah. Sleep- sleeping in the car Unless I'm the person driving, I am sleeping in the car. I hate. Well, I would hope I mean, you wouldn't be sleeping. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, like, I love. I love driving. Like I honestly, if somebody said they need to drive on a road trip, I would probably say yes. Really? I I do enjoy driving. That's an interesting. I like driving take. too. I like, yeah, and I especially if everybody else in the car is sleeping. Except that I don't I mean, like I have driving no at issue night. with that. I mean, but otherwise, if I'm 
just in the back seat, I'm falling asleep, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. You sit in the back. You're too tall to sit in the back. Well, like on family road trips. Oh, I guess Dad in the fair. front, mom, mom in the. I've gained enough seat. seniority within my family. I have enough pull that I can get the front Dude. seat still. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but yeah, no, uh, I'm always in the back. All right, with Thanksgiving around the corner, a lot of these topics and discussions always arise amongst family members, friends, roommates, coworkers. Matt and that's <laughs> what to discuss in this case, coworkers and beat reporters alike. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what is allowed and not allowed on the Thanksgiving dinner table, which of course there's a myriad of foods. There's turkey, potatoes, stuffing, green beans. Don't leave uh, out a nice old other, fashioned yeah, dinner roll. Yeah, dinner yeah, roll. Dinner there's roll. there's pie, there's jello, there's there's ev- there's all sorts of food, thirty different foods that can be on a Thanksgiving dinner and table. There's one that does not and belong. Well, there's a couple. According but. to Matt Merrifield, uh courtesy of the Breslin Breakdown podcast, take a listen if you want. The Thanksgiving edition, mac and cheese shouldn't be allowed at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Matt, get, explain this one to us. Mac and cheese is a delicious side food at any given time, especially at barbecues and other. I mean, mac and cheese is never not good as long as you make it correctly. But that's whether or not you can cook or not is not my problem. But at Thanksgiving, there are plenty of sides that you don't have throughout the year, like sweet potato casserole. How many times a year do you have sweet potato casserole? I'd say like Zero. twice. Yeah. Like once. I, I'd say twice. I have you know it one time. Wait, you don't have it at Thanksgiving? I do not. Oh, I'm well, not. Well, we have I, it at the, I just don't partake. I. You don't uh, try Leo, a little Leo, bit of everything? No. Leo, no yeah, Leo. neither do I. But like, what I do I try is mac and cheese because no, it's No, it does not belong at the table. Can I just say? I, I think it, so it, far, it, according to the, the podcast and Twitter and now the Green and White Report, you're the only one that believes this. No, I have two people. Can I say? Marion Klein agrees with me and- um, Michael Markoch, actually, I talked to him during who the women's it? basketball broadcast on Thursday. He said he agrees with me. Who is slandering green beans? Allie was. She does not like green that's vegetables. Horrible. That's horrible. Green beans that's is the best side take. of Thanksgiving can and I, the best side you can ever have. Oof, really quickly, I, really I pulled out the ratio for the first time in my career, and I kind of cheated because I used the Impact News and Sports account and yeah, myself to yeah, like I it instantly. It. So <laughs> I, I instantly ratioed that, you. That, that, <laughs> well, that, anyways, but... But, I mean, I did get more, much more likes. Anyways. Anyway, Mac and cheese at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Absolutely have to be in. Just so excited to get some of my own on Thanksgiving. It's going to be a fun one. You will not get some of your own on yeah, Thanksgiving. Well, we'll, find, we'll, we'll be at a Chinese we'll restaurant. Go to, we'll go to Bob Evans and get, a, get our Thanksgiving dinner, and I'll make sure to get some, get some mac and cheese. Uh, for those of you who are celebrating Thanksgiving at home and you want to tune in to Michigan State men's or women's basketball, Zach Slowick and I on Thursday will have the call right here on WDBM. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving back here in Michigan. We're going to go get nice and toasty warm in Portland where it might be two or three degrees warmer here in the state of Michigan. So uh, have a wonderful Sunday evening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks. This has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing.